welcome to Sports Sushi. Your chefs for tonight are Sports Plug Russ, serving up the spiciest sports takes of the week. Sterling Furrow, rolling the X's and O's into an analytical maki platter. And finally, the moderator who always keeps the sake flowing, DJ Slow Boogie. Now grab those chopsticks and get ready, because your order of fresh and raw sports sushi is up. Bang. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Welcome, sushi everybody. What Welcome up? everybody. Another episode of Sports Sushi is another Wednesday. Uh, Sterling is here with us. He's not here with us right now, but he will be here with us. He's going to be here, so just yeah. wait. Yeah, so all y'all got to do, you know, he's going to pop in here, you, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? So we just pop in here, don't be surprised. Uh, but while we, but while we wait, uh, we, we on some new platforms, man. So, uh, just give you a quick rundown. We are always live as ever on YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitch, and Twitter. We are now being going forward, going to be live on Instagram as well. So, ha ha ha, ha 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 ha, ha ha ha, ha ha ha. Live everywhere you go, we are there like air. The earth is our turf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. You know what I'm saying? We'll be uploading. But we won't Spotify. paint it like them dumbass motherfuckers did for the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to select that damn uh, give a nice. Boy, look yes. at a metro ton of paint on top of some fresh grass. It's cr- and then, oh, wait. And let's not forget at halftime, it got real hot. So it was a gushy yeah. paint, yeah. water, yeah. gross mixture. Sweat. Of mud and dirt and lack of paint. It was sad. It was sad. But we are live <laughs> on Twitter. Um, and we will be uh uh going forward, uh uploading on all these uh platforms. Uh we're going live on those previews and uploaded on these platforms going forward, Spotify and all the uh podcast directories, Apple, whatever, whatever, uh Daily Motion, Odyssey, and Rumble as well. So bam, bitch, here you can't you can't fucking uh Get, get get away from us, shit! Like how my boy yes. say, we everywhere. Like yeah, how you doing today, Russ? Dog, how you doing today? Dog? You, know, you know what I'm saying? Ready to talk to sports? I try to keep my mouth shut until Wednesday, so all the good shit doesn't spill out into mm-hmm. the earth. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. I'm ready well, to talk some shit about these folks. You know we that got play uh, sports for a living. Yeah, you know what? Well, you know uh, coming up uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the XFL uh, that yes. will happen this weekend. Um, we're going to talk. You know, obviously, we're going to uh, continue our uh, our draft spotlight uh leading up yes. to the draft. this so, one's man yeah. this one's yes. a good one guys the gpa is starting to kick in and it's, it's it yeah. hurt my feelings today because we know the gpa tends to it tends to take people and make you see them past the wild plays and when you look past the wild plays and the season averages you start to look at hmm i can't wait till this first class of guys goes into the league so i can see how it translates because if it translates into good or bad um, be sad or happy, but there, you know, there's exceptions to every rule. But today's QBs, and it's interesting, you know what I'm saying. And also, we'll be uh talking about a little bit of uh video games, uh, Madden, uh, mm. and EA Sports with their uh situation, their their mm. promise that they have made. It's not, I don't even think it's so much. We'll get into it, bro. yeah. We, we'll definitely get into that. Um, and uh, also, we'll dive into uh, the uh recap of All Star Weekend that happened with the NBA. And we will get into all that was good shit. of that. Well, um, I'm not going to say that was good shit. There was good moments. It, yeah, it, was, good moments. it, was, it was good moments. <laughs> I, overall, I'll say I enjoyed what I seen. I enjoyed. All right. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
So uh, let's go ahead and kick it off and uh, let's get into this day in sports. What you got for us? All righty, daddy, though, you know, guys, I'm always hit you with what happened this day in sports. And today in sports in 2019, Robert Kraft, owner of the NFL team, New England Patriots, was charged with soliciting prostitution. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, that was the wrong one. That really happened, though, today <laughs> in 2019. My bad. That we, we was, I was, you know what? Sometimes you put things on paper and you got to but no, today in sports uh, was the miracle on ice. This is the, the, on this day in sports was the, do you believe in miracle? Yes. You know what I'm saying? That happened today in sports. So, you know, shout out to the miracle on ice for being a occurrence in sports. You know, if I had to hit hockey up, because even though we don't talk hockey on this bitch, hockey is live. I'm just yeah, not that yeah. into it. But it does have the best playoffs, you know what I'm saying, out of all the sports, I believe. Because I've watched some playoff games in hockey, and that shit is Trill in a bitch. I just, I, I think you gotta go. I hear you gotta go, but I hear when you go, you become a psychopath. You like beat on the glass. So I think I really need to. Go. Yeah. You know? Um. Chris showed me a clip. Um. Yeah, he definitely showed me a clip with uh, a a uh, hockey player getting uh fucking toe tagged on the ice. Yes, he did. I said that to a lot of people. Woo! Chris, that, that was evil. That was, that was pretty much the hardest hit that I ever seen in sports. And y'all niggas worried about niggas going across the middle. Yeah, <laughs> there are dudes out here skating on swords. Yeah, <laughs> straight pile driving each other into ice, which yes. is like concrete. Thought that, but hey, that, you that know, dude looked so dead, like he was just like, I said, hey, "Oh yeah, boy." You, that man came across the heights and hit him with that. <laughs> <laughs> My boy was out there looking he for he for the meaning of life. You have to look for the meaning uh, of life, God damn, man. But yes. All right. So, break your horns for that guy for still being alive, though. Yeah. Yeah. Clap it up, man. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. So, let's go ahead and get into the XFL. <laughs> clap, <laughs> clap it up. <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the XFL real quick. Um, so, uh, real, you know, the XFL just had their uh, their games, their, their, their kickoff games that happened this weekend. If you haven't been paying attention, it's a rebranding. They uh, started a route with the Panthers. Them niggas out of the rock. Let's yeah. just be 100. They hired the rock, so you they know, hired the rock. Shit's we, better. <laughs> it is it's better. better. You know what I'm saying? I hired the rock. It is yeah. better. Like, better. You know what I'm saying? First they pulled up in the four tours, then they came in the bins. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Say, it was the same nigga, but he had a new car. It's like, oh shit! You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Um, did you watch it? I watched it in and out. I didn't like. I'm not gonna act like I was like glued to the TV. So but it was uh, nice to have some like football, some competent football, football. on the airwaves in the. Sp- Coming to the springtime, so I I, I didn't I, I watched some of it though I do have some takeaways but I was gonna like, so, go back and forth you know what I'm saying so so it it is you know for once like legit you know football like spring yeah it's competent it, it's yeah it's, it's professional legit. football it's just yeah. kind of weird to say but there's another league yeah so it 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 definitely is uh one of the things if you haven't watched it I, so I I've only seen the um the San Are you wearing Antonio. Georgia shirt yeah I got a Georgia shirt. Um, go ahead. The victor goes to spoils. Um, and I, honestly, I wasn't aware it's just laundry day, and I was just like, no, I, 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 I just know uh, I'm. Hey, yeah, we down and out. Know you so right now, so you know what I'm saying. I'm just hating, but like, like a good college fan would do. But um, you know, looking at um, looking at the uh, the San Antonio. Was it? I can't remember. They're the Stampede. What are they? The team uh, in San Antonio. 
the team is San Antonio where Hines Ward is there. <laughs> disrespect so, as fuck. I'm a fine. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, I want to say it's a stampede. Do do we really care? Because no, <laughs> Texas got three teams. That's one thing I look. I noticed. I said, okay, bro. That's how you know Texas is like fiends for football, bro. Because we yeah. got the Arlington Renegades, yep. Houston Roughnecks. Oh, they're called the San Antonio Brahmas. Brahmas. The Rock I, owns this shit. The Brahmas. Okay, I I, I, I roll. But yeah, it. but I fuck with it. But yeah, Texas yeah. is. Texas yeah. is like a a quarter in the projects with a crack rock just sprinkle and we just go to it because we love yeah. football. We can't we live football. without it. We need it. Not Even if we don't enough. can't play it, we need it. It's yeah. football. We gonna watch it. Good so <laughs> one of the things that you know that there's a lot of you know uh, differences. Uh, you know, and one of the things I I, I know is with the kickoffs. The kickoffs is where uh, the receiving and kickoff team all kind of you know pretty much line up five yards away from each other in a yes. across across the line. Flex? Whoever yeah. thought of that, yeah. Let me double up. You get two bombs. Yep. Well, the because, kickers. Well, yeah, the kicks like what 25, 30 yards behind. Yeah, but the way they make them wait, and then yep. it basically becomes a run play. Yeah. Uh, and a then, direct snap run play. Yep. And where you know the runner has to basically choose, you know, the gap or the hole mm-hmm. where the blockers go, and then where it's not really collision and stuff like that. So that was one thing I seen that I like, and I was. I love that. I love that. The one, the other thing was the transparency of the review play, where they actually went to the, you know, the review guy in the in the truck, and they were explaining the rules and was like, all right, yo, you know, and everything was live and you could see it happening in real time. Um, and I thought that was a cool feature, but um. But do you think that the you know the NFL being under as much criticism as they are about officiating and stuff like that? Do you think they need to start taking bits and pieces away from um, um, the XFL and seeing as it's, it's relatively a farm league or developmental league for the uh, NFL? Do you think that uh, they can start pulling things that will be ultimately kind of improve their 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 brand? No, I I think that they definitely should. They already have. They did it back in the day. They did it last time. It was up. They will again. Um, the XFL just injects a lot of common sense into the game. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of things that XFL just – there's some things that may look weird and aren't – may you may not like, but some of the things like the kickoff, like we've had this debate back and forth about with the kickoff, what we could do with the kickoff. Someone sat down in the room and was like, yo, just wait till he catches the ball to go. And you know what I'm saying? And it's like things like that. But football is that sport. Like football is the sport where you have like the the thing that's like needs to be done is right there in front of you. And you do everything around that until you get to that point where you have to do, you know, where common sense has to prevail. So, I mean, I, I, I fuck with it. So, like, you know, I mean, I think it will. I think the NFL will. They do it again. So, I don't see why they wouldn't again. I mean, <laughs> I look I look at it like this, okay. With with the extra field, there, there's gonna, you know, there's gonna need to be some changes, you know, obviously, uh kind of going forward. You know, it's not really like, you know, changes to the product. I think it's gonna need, you know, some cosmetic changes, like you don't have to change the name. I mean, it's not really that extreme anymore. I mean, but you do but wait, wait, I have I will say this though. It's not that extreme. But when you were watching it, did it not seem like it was more physical? 
I'm just I'm, I just wanted to know like if that was just you know something what? that I thought of I thought of or if, if like because when I watched the parts I watched because I'm not gonna lie I watched a lot of college basketball too because you know tournaments coming up and Rusty J's hundred dollar maybe two hundred dollar challenge is coming up but um you know what I'm saying I, I just I thought that it seemed like a more I thought it seemed more physical like I thought that the guys were able to tackle the quarterback if you got to him you're able to hit him. Um, I didn't, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see too many like calls that we'd be like, oh damn, it's just football. They're like, it's like they kind of let them play football. I really, really enjoyed the two point conversion and the onside kick fourth and 15. I thought the, I've been hoping for an onside kick fourth and 15 type shit for like years. And to see it happen in real life, like that shit, duh. Like, duh, that shit is doper than an onside kick. You can't run an onside kick the way you really want to without fucking someone busting their skull. So why not give the niggas a chance to make an insurmountable play? Fourth and 15. That shit would be awesome in the NFL. So on top of the fact that, yeah, I think the NFL is going to steal this shit again, the XFL is actually pretty entertaining because the rule changes make it different. So like like the way that I think it was with the San Antonio team that came back or St. Louis team. St. Louis team came back. Yeah, Battlehawks. Who had that dude from, was it, uh, McCarron? Is that his name? AJ, AJ McCarron. McCarron? Yeah, old Bama boy. Came mm-hmm. back, socked it to you, Mass, <laughs> HTX. AJ McCarron does not suck in the XFL at that moment in time when he came back, but a lot of other times he did. Well, you know. you know. <laughs> no lie. But, now that, that, and it was exciting, though, because even though it seems like they got chance or chance or chance or chance, it was still like, it was dope to see you be able to say, all right, we're going to go for this three. And then we're going to go back. And then we ain't got to kick an onside kick. So the crowd is not sitting back like, well, that's the game. Really up like, motherfucker got a fourth and 15. Stop a little bit. And then they get it and you're like, motherfucker got a fourth and 15. They might got a chance. They got to play. Like, what? What's going on here? And then they score and you're like, oh, I just yeah. had fun watching the XFL and I didn't even know it. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it happens. And you know what? What's good is that you know. Hey, look at hey, that boy! Hey, 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 what's going on? Uh, man, man chill like some villains, man. You just caught us in the middle talking about some uh, this XFL shit. That's it. Did yeah, you catch so, the game, fool? I did. I did. I did. I caught a little XFL this weekend. You about to shit on it? What'd you think? That's a sign of chemistry right there, because you already know what my opinion was going to yep. be. It, it, it's uh, it's all right, man. Yeah. There's nothing on TV. You watch it, but is it good football? No, it's not good football. <laughs> it's not. Uh, when but, you hey, got a while playing quarterback, nigga, it's not good. Well, yeah, well okay. Uh, what what but that's to be that no no that's to be expected from Sterling though because he's like <laughs> yeah. he, no Sterling's like Sterling's like a nigga that you had some beer and he goes why would you give me this swine <laughs> like give me something nice to drink I need some Hennessy you know what I'm saying like he's he's a nigga that got some he got some dignity to him see me I'm a Texas football junior I just want to see the just put off pass and go, go get it I was all positive but that's right though because hey. You know that's, what I'm saying? I, I drink Coors. Debate. That's what makes our <laughs> you show good. Saying? You're the positive one. I'm the I'm the negative one, and Boogie's in the middle. <laughs> but it makes me sound like I just accept anything. Like, what's in your blue cup, Russell? Uh, yeah. Might be some natty <laughs> light, nigga. <laughs> that's how you are. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong. That's that's why it's that's why it's so it's so great. Cause I'm the hater. <laughs> you you the positive one. No, you just tell the together. you just tell the you yeah. just tell the, the fucking truth. <laughs> yeah. But no, no matter no. how much it stings. 
but 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 and then you nope. sprinkle salt in it and say don't worry that'll make you yeah. tougher for next time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was some real shit though uh it but was, it was straight though it, it was, was entertaining it was it was come on Stone. what about the rule changes bro the rule change you gotta admit yeah, the replay system is good. The rule changes as the, good. The the two point three point conversion. I love yeah. me personally. I don't think you heard me say this, but I, my favorite thing was a fourth and fifteen instead of an onside kick. That was I don't like that, bro. Because nigga, if you shitty the whole game, and then you get it's like you catch a five. I don't like that. You <laughs> just the point. I don't what, like. But what about the, what? Okay, so okay, so what is the onside kick? You shitty the whole game, and the oblong ball just happened to. Take a cricket bounce your way. Well, shit. A fourth and fifteen. At I, least we get to see some niggas go for it. I don't like that three point shit either. Like, get out of here, it. big love three, it. hitting a four pointer. No, I love it. Just don't <laughs> suck. <laughs> Just don't fuck but see, but no, but but according to your to your analysis, all these guys already suck. So why not have some good rules? Yeah. Why not have some rules to make them better? Uh, we are. We already know you can't make it play in the traditional way. <laughs> so this is the XFL. Come play. And that, come and play that's why, and shit and have some fun. That's why three quarters of these stadiums are empty. <laughs> and, and, but you know what? I think they will get a, a little bit more. I, they. I'm not gonna fit in the high. I, you know me in heels. So I'm not. I'm not standing up tall with a flag. It's an XFL. But it was uh, fun. The, the stuff I saw was fun, but I can't lie and act like I just tuned in and stayed tuned into this. <laughs> I say I did change the channel. Like I did change the channel and watch watch some college basketball. One thing that that, that I did I take away with this was that Paxton Lynch, no matter what league he in, he sucks. No, he trash. He has been benched yes. in every league he has played in. Every because he's been trash in every league he's played in. Wow. He's he's garbage. And yes. he got no, that's the truth. And I'm the positive one. Pax Lynch yeah. is no good. Jerry Jones was drinking a lot that day. <laughs> a lot that day. And I think he would even admit, man, I saw a tall ass white boy and got excited. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he would admit it. Oh, oh, oh Dale just came in. Oh, like the Dale. motherfucking Matrix. My nigga, Dale. What's good, dog? How you doing the floor? What up? What up? Florida Dale, how you doing, brother? Man, you all, all in right. the screen. Damn, nigga, what you got ski mask on? <laughs> What's up, Dale? How you doing, nigga? What you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> how you doing, brother? Nothing. Just pop it in. That's Just what's up, man. in. See nah, what's man. going on. Nah, we over here what talking he about gonna this? do this yeah. year? I'm sorry. We just over here wrapping up this XFL <laughs> shit, man. But uh, but nah, nigga, uh, since you here, yeah, what them heat hitting for, dog? What, what's going on in Miami? Yeah, yeah, what the hurricanes gonna be looking like? What's the predictions? Yeah, you ain't been on the show in a while, man. We got a lot. Bro, of don't tell us. We dog. we not gonna do the hurricanes. They'll probably had a good day today. You probably did. You probably. Did. <laughs> we, gonna, we gonna leave. I was just being. I was just being an asshole. But at least the heat are competitive. I think he froze up. Ah, oh, man, you froze up, dog. Right, yeah, Florida yeah. Dale them froze up. It's okay though, Florida Dale. Yeah. We still love you. Thank you for popping in. Y'all gotta find a way to get my yeah. nigga Ghost to be able to pop in like that. Man, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Hey man, everybody welcome in sports sushi, man. We know you are, you but if you do some shit, like yeah. come in zoomed in. Yeah, we can get your ass, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta come in a little pan that bitch out a little bit, my nigga. Let me <laughs> uh, uh, I see back. Uh, 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 uh. Where is he at? 
There he is. Oh, there you go. That's the best Dale's forehead, but it'll do. I see his, I see eye blink. Eye blink. Oh, see, none of this shit working. We got to do these quarterbacks, though, Dale. Yeah. We, uh, Dale, yeah. we gonna we gonna, we gonna let you work it out. We got to get to these quarterbacks. Yeah, we got to go ahead. We got to run these quarterback spotlights real quick, uh, uh, Dale. So we're gonna go ahead and get that started real quick. So cool. if you have um, one time for Dale trying. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we ended up um, if if you're just now tuning in because you know we done tuned in, you know we live on new shits now. So we've been doing uh draft spotlights uh from this point, you know, uh up until this point. I think we started with the quarterback. We, we didn't do it with our grading system, so we got a running back for y'all. Yes, sir. Uh this episode here. So uh I will def- you know, I will leave it up to you, the experts here um when it comes to uh these uh draft spotlight classes. Oh, so, Sterling's uh, the expert. I'm just a nigga that tell you who should throw the ball and who shouldn't. Well, I mean, yeah, for me, <laughs> experts, nigga. <laughs> experts, nigga. I got a long oh, way to go shit. to be an expert, man. I, yeah, man. Know, I, I, I try hard. I don't man. want Todd, 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 Todd coming from my ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's go ahead and get the uh, let's kick the list off here uh, right now. All right. So who y'all got uh, coming in uh, at the bottom of the list? I think I got what six is, is six now. Well, I got I got six. I think. Uh, you never really uh, did you did you like the five I put up or the six I put up? Yeah, I, I like you. you I, I was gonna start from the bottom. Jared Hall in there, but uh, I I didn't. But but I the, I, I also stated. But I also state. Do you think that everybody knows about him right now as a top five guy? Or do uh, you? Nah, they don't. Okay, that's why I said we're gonna save some gems for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could save him. Let's save Stop giving away the cookies. Stop giving away the cookies. You know what I'm saying? He nice though. He is. (laughs) He might be what they thought Zach Wilson was. But we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Um uh, but no, I so we're gonna start with number six. Number five and number six, of course, are always even. Um, so Tanner McKee was the guy that I chose. I know that a lot of people like him because of his size, his frame. Um, do you have his size and frame? Yeah, man. Uh, he's like six six, about two thirty. Six six. He's a big dude. If you see him on film, he's a big dude. But I just normally, Sterling, you know, I always keep the size and frame to you. But I did put him in the grading system. Now he did get a B minus. Now, of course, the grade. Now I will let people know this: the grading system is very, very harsh uh, for quarterbacks. This is like a um, a high level class, if you will. So. The grading system is very harsh for them. There's another for- a formula that we use for the interception. It's not necessarily the interception. They get an interception score. So be ready to see some quarterbacks that may make you say, what? But it's very interesting to see how it comes out. But he ended up getting a, um, a B minus. Uh, he got a 2.6. Now, <clears throat> what I found interesting about him, and we don't have to spend too much time on him, is the thing that stuck out to me is he's stiff, stiff as a board. Um I don't know how that's really going to translate. His offense was very vanilla and basic, and yet and still he still managed to throw a ton of interceptions um, for what you'd like for a quarterback to do. So I, I just for me, um, he's just very stiff, and I don't know if his – I don't know if it translates, but he's a very big body, and he's got a strong arm. But I just don't – I think if, you, if you're a guy that plays an offense that's going to be – 
I won't necessarily say like vanilla, but it's not going to do a whole bunch of like, you know, saying tricky shit all around the parks type type stuff. You're going to get a bunch of seams um, and you're going to get a bunch of posts and you can either hit those or you can't. And if you can't hit seams and posts in college, you know, what am I looking for later? But yeah, I got you, Sterling. You can, you can. I hope you don't. Oh man, Tanner's gonna hate us if, if I'm the positive one and you're about to dig in. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, I I like Tanner McKee as a quarterback. I mean, how can you not look at a guy that's six foot six, two hundred thirty pounds as a quarterback and go, he he's intriguing he's, as a physical prospect, right? He's up there. He, he he's, has the physical tools, or he looks apart. He's he's not a great athlete. We lost him. But he's a he's a decent athlete, I would Boys, say. There you go. Um, did you lose me? Yes. Oh, you're back okay. Oh, sorry. He he's a he he's a he's a functional athlete. Um, he's a guy. He, he is your traditional prototypical uh, quarterback that's going to stay between between the hashes. He he's not a guy that's going to make things happen like from an improvised standpoint. You know, like like at uh, all. Jalen Hurts, Josh <laughs> Allen, Lamar Jackson. He ain't gonna do that, like bro. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't gonna do Tony Romo. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 if the blitz, if the blitz gets there, it is there. He's 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 not. I'm not talking about like production wise, but as far as like style, oh, he's Peyton. He's Eli. Yeah. He's standing still. For sure. So he's so big he, though. He's big, and he's gonna win from the pocket. So let's 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 give him his flowers real quick. Like the dude can distribute the ball. Uh, with confidence to every yeah. area of the field, like he he has one of the he has a a first round arm talent. Like the guy, he he can sling it with anybody. Now, when you when pressure's in his face and he's asked to uh, get out of the pocket and and make things off schedule, Oof. I think that's where he's gonna have issues, right? So yeah, if you, you have, have an kitchen. offense <laughs> where you want a traditional, <laughs> right? When you want a traditional drop back style quarterback. I think that's a guy that you can have uh, that if you want to develop. I think he has some tools, and I, I, he's a smart quarterback. I mean, let's be real. He plays yeah. He plays at Stanford. So he's a smart quarterback. You know, he's going to win like Drew Brees. He's going to win like Peyton Manning in terms of how they win, like what they do well. But I think in a day and age where, you know, teams are asking quarterbacks to not only be solid with your mechanics as a passer, right, yeah, they're gonna need you to play out of structure, and so where where Tanner McKee can improve, I think throwing on the run or when he's asked to make you know uh, throws that are not scripted, that's yes. where he needs to improve, right? So I think you know you have him here at, at five or six. I think that's a that's a great place for him. I think he's a developmental option. This is a quarterback that probably should be taken in rounds. You could take him rounds three, four, and up, right? Uh, or you know, not like one to two, but starting around three, yeah. I think he could become an option for a team that maybe you're looking for backup help or or taking him with. A, he has a high ceiling, but you know, every high not ceiling quarterback's I, not going to get I, it like Josh Allen, right? No, yeah, no. But I, I, a team like Seattle, depending on what they do, as far as a, a team that's really good with quarterback, like he's he's a guy that knows how to run the system he runs. It's just that. Whenever the road, he's not an off road. You know, some cars could drive off road. Yeah. Some need to be on a paved road. He needs to be on a paved road. Keep that shit paved. Keep him going on a straight road, no curves. Because uh, yeah. when shit gets when when the shit gets, yeah, it just it just goes bad for him. Uh, number five, I got. You're gonna love this. I got my guy Anthony Richardson. Um, 
So let's get into it real quick. Of course, uh, we're, well, not of course, but I mean, he got a D plus. Like, I mean, he's not going to grade oh, high. Yeah, he got a D plus. Oh. He did not. He did not. He did not grade well at all. Um, one point three three. Uh, I mean, the guy only had one hundred seventy six uh, completions. Um, it's only fifty three percent from the pocket. It, it, okay, so look, he didn't do very well as far as what the grades the grade out is. But he to me is. This is not to say he's going to be that. Okay, I'm just. I'm just putting it out here that the way that we talk about him and his and his inability to be accurate and his amazing arm strength because his arm is stupid, his arm is ridiculous, and his ability to run, he reminds me a lot. And I wasn't, I didn't get this guy when he came out, but he reminds me a lot of Josh. Away the way we talk about Josh Allen, like he's a credible athlete, but like. What's going to happen at the next level? And the fact that I believe he's only had 12 starts on this. Um, so the low grade to me is one that where I say this grading system has no bias because this is, you know, this is, this is one of my guys. <clears throat> but I do think that when you watch them across the season, the things that you talked about, Sterling, and that you'll probably bring to the forefront here, um, they came out. Like he, he he's, wasn't very accurate. He has the arm talent. I do want to say one thing, though. The fact that he was willing to go out in his first opportunity to start and he was willing to play quarterback and not just run RPOs was something to me, because I do believe if he would have went out there and Florida would have based an RPO offense around him and let him run around the block a little bit more, they probably could have made the playoff. But instead, he did try to play quarterback. And so I think that he is he is a project, but I believe he's one of those guys that could end up being on an NFL that can end up being drafted and end up like a Josh Allen and being a star just because of the simple fact that yeah. he's only yeah. played 12 games in division one football and, and he's got all the tools to be, to be great. Um, but shit, I'm positive And I like the guy, go ahead, Sterling. Tell yeah. No. Truth. So, so the, the, the measurables, he's six foot four, 230, 240, 240 pounds. Well, he'll probably come in as uh, this dude is a, is a physical specimen. Uh, his athleticism is off the charts. Um, and like you said, you know, He's a guy that is going to give you some high highs and some low lows. Now that's that's fine and dandy. I think if you're if you're a team that wants to draft him in round one, which a lot of people are projecting him to be a first round quarterback, I don't feel like he's a first round talent. Uh, I feel like he's inconsistent, right? Uh, I, I think it depends on who we, who drafts him is really going to uh, dictate a lot of his success. You know, he's not a quarterback that's refined. Um, you know. He has a strong arm. I mean, this guy, like Michael Vick could, can throw the ball 50 yards on a rope with a mm -hmm. flick of a wrist. Like, that's one of the most impressive things. And one of the things that he developed this year is kind of his touch passing where he can, you know, kind of fit a ball between two defenders his own coverage. He's, he, he improved there. You know, we talked about this kid in the summer when we first started the show. Yeah. And, and it was some of the things that I talked about. Like, you know, he I got to see him improve as a passer. Now, he did that to an extent. I think some of his situational awareness, and um, I don't know if that was by play design or the, the structure, but that's like, pocket presence. Is pretty he trash. could play, you know, out of structure. He could play out of structure, but sometimes it's like if everything's well for him, he succeeds. But like when things break down from him, and he's, it's like he tries to be an athlete and he tries to be a quarterback. 
And I think those things need to coincide. Like your mechanics still, you could be a great athlete, but your mechanics still need to be good. And I think that's yeah. why he struggles. So we've seen it work with Josh Allen. Josh Allen was very much like this. Um Again, it depends on you know how much work is he willing to put. Yeah, in? Yeah, it depends and, on him. And, and are you going to start him? Uh, you know, year one. I think if you draft mm-hmm. him, I think you need to give him some time to mature and develop uh, his his kind of his skills. But I think as a runner, like I said, you know, he's a he's a powerful runner. Uh, this dude's probably going to run. He's going to run in the four threes, four fours. Four he's a fast Josh Allen. He's, in he's terms fast. Of he is really fast. Um. I think he's more like a Vince Young, honestly. He's fast. Well, Vince Young was a good solid full four speed, right? Vince Young he's was about, about four, four three. Catch him on a good day. Yeah. Vince Young um, will get you. I, I think accuracy. I think he's a, a better passer than Vince Young. I think uh, I think he's I think the one thing that I did see is it's not necessarily he's inaccurate, it's the consistency. He's right out of all these guys we'll name, he's probably the most inconsistent. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think he's in, he um I would say reasons why you want to draft him, I think you know, the the physical upside, right? Um yeah, I think he has sure. arm strength. Look, you he can he can he can reach every blade of grass on the field when he's on it, throwing the football. Um and I, I think he's a guy that if again, if you're a, a team that has solid coaching from head coach offensive minded head coach and, and you have a really good offensive coordinator and you get him in a program where like Josh Allen has, you know, uh, his off season regimen, you get you know him in something dangerous. like that. He could be great. And, you know, he'd be dangerous. And this is no pun intended. I just realized this when I thought about this, but he, the Giants should fight tooth and nail to get him. The New York Giants should yeah. fight and bleed to get him because him with Brian. I ain't Dayball, taking him round one. I ain't taking. I I think if you if you have a chance to get Anthony Richardson coached by Brian Dayball, you do that shit. Like you do that because he's because he. I'm just saying because in sports, like you look for guys that fit for certain archetypes and certain molds. And if I have him as my coach, I'm looking at Brian right now and saying like, "Look, dude, we could get basically the guy you had in Buffalo, like physicality and like you know physical physically." And you just do what you did again. Like if he has it, he if he has it, we're on top of the world. If he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't. It's but high it, risk, high reward. Think, I, but I think, man, I think the reward out, outweighs the risk because so, so, you're okay. Let me ask you a question. Because you got Danny Dimes right now. So what but, are you gonna? So let's say you do. Let's say you say I'm not gonna sign Danny Dimes. Right? We're not gonna sign him. We're not going to give you $45 million. Okay. We do everything in our power as an NFL organization to say we are going to draft this guy. Like, like this is – you did that with Danny Dimes. You've already shown that you, you'll do that with Danny Dimes. Like, we're going to – they did it with Eli Manning. We will do whatever we want to get our guy. You know what I'm saying? Trade for him, whatever. So okay. if you do whatever you can with this coach, I don't think he will fail. I don't think there's a – this coach had Danny Dimes cooking when – Years you can see while this coach is calling great plays, like this guy just isn't the guy. But the guy calling the plays and the guy running the team, he that dude. We saw what happened to Buffalo when he when he left. Not trying to take any shot, but you know, like I, I think that when it, when you look at a lot of these quarterbacks, and we'll look at more of them, but especially in these top five, 
if you're the New York Giants and you have a guy that's already shown that he can mold quarterbacks, he made Danny Dimes better than we've ever seen him. So, like, if you give him a guy like Anthony Richardson, I just think I think you blow the top off. As a Cowboy fan, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope they, they do whatever else they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at look at what happened with Jalen Hurts. I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think there's potential there. Uh, I, I just think, you know, how much are you are you going first round with him? You know, like some people are like, I know about going first round with him. So, but I think everything's case by case. So, you are correct. Is he a first round talent? No. But if you have Dayball and you're sitting there and he's, you're not going to get him in top five. You're not going to go that high. So, if you're sitting there like, what, like 25 to 32? You know what I'm saying, or what? What a pick are they? They're about what, like twenty? They made the playoffs. What is it? Uh, I'd have to check see where their draft position is. Who is it? Uh, the Giants. The Giants. But I'm saying they're not going to draft high nor super low. But if you're somewhere down there in the bottom middle part of the draft, and you can make it happen, like let's say you do move up to uh, the highest I'd move up to get them, if I'm the Giants, is probably twelve. So yeah, mid mid first. I mean, if you got it, I got it. But I only get them that high. The only reason is they have the twenty fifth. So okay, so you're twenty five. I don't think anybody else is going to go after him early in the first. Well, somebody might because his talent is his potential is through the roof. So let's say you do have to trade up, trade up to 12, 10, 10, 12, 14, 15, somewhere around there. Like he's not going top ten. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you could trade up for the Giants just for the Giants, this has nothing to do with anybody else just because I know, we know, we know that Brian Dayball is a quarterback whisperer. We know this. So give him a fresh one that's really dope. You know what I'm saying? Give him a fresh one that has all the tools. You got the same shit that you got in Buffalo, except you run a 4-3. You're just as wildly um, inconsistent with your accuracy as, as Allen was when he came out. You have all that, but, you know. What's up? I got a, I got a question. Yeah. Do you think that he's even a first round talent? Well, I personally don't think he's a first round talent, but yeah. he can get drafted in the first round. And yeah, that's go, a question that has so go, many layers. He could go yeah. as high as number seven to Oakland. Yeah, like first round. Does, okay, does he have the skills that make me say Anthony Richardson deserves to go? Like he said, top ten. No, he doesn't. But does he have? But potential wise. Yeah. It, it, yes. Potential wise, he's like you said, potential wise, he's like a top yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten, seven and on. Like he's not going top five. You wouldn't do that to yourself. No, 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 because no. if you have a pick that high, there's two quarterbacks that we're gonna get into that are gonna be better off for you. Yeah. But maybe you maybe the three, maybe three, which is next yeah. guy is the third one. Because I could see saying? him being so, I could see him being a second second round pick. I'm just saying, like if you're a team, yeah, if you're like the Giants are just in a perfect situation at 25. You don't know what you want to do with Danny Dimes. Like you can sit there and just say, "Give us the AR-15." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The Falcons could take them at number eight. The Falcons, yeah, that's another team. I just think that I just think that you run the risk because I do believe it's a volatile situation. It's high risk, high reward. So if you're gonna pick him, you better have a motherfucker that can whisper to the QB. And we know (laughs) that we and we know that Dayball could do that. That's why I chose the Giants. But we can go to number three. Um, Number three is Hendon Hooker. From Tennessee, he graded whoa, out at an 83, 83.7 with a B. Um, he got a three point out just a B. Um, now, I, I will say the thing that stood out about him, and even though he did miss a couple games, he only threw two interceptions. 
He only threw two interceptions. He's wildly accurate. I love the kid, bro. Like, I, I honestly, I would say Anthony Richardson is my Madden type player. Like, he's just, you know, fun to watch. But the guy that I'm looking at over all these guys, and I've said it before, is Hendon Hooker. I just think that Hendon Hooker is going to be, I don't know, some about him just, I think he's going to be a, a, a starter in the league. I think he's even going to be able to lead a team. He, he just strikes me as a, when you got it, when you got the ability to take Tennessee from the bottom to the mid tier to the top, you know what I'm saying? In one year like that, I give you, I give you a lot of credit. I like Hendon Hooker. Accuracy means a lot to me. Yeah. That's why I want the Saints to draft at the 30th. That's, Hendon, that's, Hendon that's, Hooker that's, is an intriguing like player. I think he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league or in college football last season statistically. The thing that we're not talking about Hendon Hooker enough is that he's had, you know, two solid years of production. You know, this year he he got injured late in the season and he had, what, 27 touchdowns uh, throwing the ball. Uh, in 2021, I believe he had like 31 touchdowns, uh, mm-hmm. three interceptions. So, you know, what we're seeing, like he doesn't really throw a lot of interceptions. Uh, you know, he's he's very accurate. He he operated in an offense that was a high-octane spread offense. That's what uh, Josh Heupel likes to run. Um, you know, he, he's got big hands, good height, uh, and he has good arm strength. You know, he doesn't have great arm strength. Uh, but it's good he enough, is, though. Yeah, he's capable of driving the field, driving the ball outside the numbers. <laughs> uh, you know, his lower body mechanics are good. Uh, and he's a, he's athletic quarterback. He's an athletic quarterback. Um, so again, who you get drafted to, I think that's going to, uh, that's going to be, um, the most important, important thing here. Uh, but the system, you know, man, manufactured spacing with little read progression. So if you could get him in an office where it's rhythm based, you know, where he can get the ball out quick, use that accuracy, you know, uh, cause at Tennessee, he was, uh, he didn't, he wasn't asked to really, you know, go through, you know, yeah his progressions that much. Right. This was a, a very much a vertical offense and they threw the ball down the field a ton. Right. So when you when you got have guys like Jalen Hyatt, who's probably going to run a four, two, four, three, uh, you know, Cedric Burn. Tillman and those guys, man, they they really put Tennessee on the map. But I think people get so caught up in thinking that, you know, he only has one year production when all actuality has two. So, uh, you know, his mechanics are, are very tight, very tight mechanics. He's a very accurate quarterback. Uh, he, I think he he's going to come in around six four two fifteen. Uh, the theme with these quarterbacks is six four. You know, so these are these are yeah. good, these are good uh, size quarterbacks. He's a little slender on the weight. You know, you want to see him if he can put some more weight to that frame because uh, two hundred fifty pounds for him. I, I think he you know maybe he can get another ten pounds of muscle uh, in the next few years. That'd be great for him. Ooh. But I think he's a developmental quarterback. Um, you know. I, I would say his pro comparison, uh, you know, it'd be great for him to get drafted to a team like the Seattle Seahawks, where he can learn behind someone who is similar to him. But I think, he, I think you know, he's a better athlete. But Geno Smith uh, kind of reminds me of of Hendon yeah. Hooker. So, uh, but I think he's a better thrower of the football than Geno Smith, and and a better athlete overall. But uh, I, that's who I would love to be for him to be taken. Now he's not my actual number three quarterback on the list, but mm-hmm. I'll let him have it. So Will Levis is my number three. Uh, oh, I have. Oh my bad. We're. Oh my bad. We did six. He's four. Will Levis is number three. Oh, okay, that's okay, my okay. That's a miscount. Oh, okay, okay, that's my okay. bad. That, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, okay. he's that, number that's four. a good my segue. Bad. We do six. That's a great segue. Uh, but that's a great segue. <laughs> my fault, people. But yes, yeah, number yes. three. 
Um, is Will Levis now? Will Levis did grade out at a D. Um, he had a 1.0. Now, I think that's due to the low completions number of completions. Um, he did complete 65% of his passes. We do know he played for Kentucky. Um, I think a good thing that comes from any average about 8.5 yards um, per pass, but I think a good thing that comes from this grading system is someone like Will Levis that we saw. Um, he played well. Like, he's not a quarterback that I'm down on, but I do believe that the production doesn't really tell the full story about, like, what kind of quarterback he can be. But I do believe there's some truth to it if you watched him play. You know, ironically that y'all talking about Will Levis and, like, 10 minutes ago, I'm checking my notification. CBS Sports has said uh, comparing Will Levis to Josh Allen. And there yeah, is, I, I see that. I wouldn't – I don't know about Josh Allen. So there are a lot of similarities between Kentucky QB, Will Levis, and Josh Allen when he left Wyoming. Yeah. I, I, I can I can tell you the, the comparisons are legit. Now, will Will Levis, you know, turn into Josh Allen? I don't know. I yeah. don't think so. But when you talk about arm talent, I mean, this dude, he probably has the most arm talent of anybody in this class. No, he does. I mean, it's not even close. He he has the, the best arm talent. Uh, you know, you're talking about a guy that that can fit the ball in, in the tight windows. Um, he he's a he's a specimen. I mean, this guy, he, I, you put if him in the NFL right now, he has one of the better arms in the league as a rookie. Better arms. Now, I'm not saying you know everything else around him, but he has one of the best arm talents in the league. He's 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 right there with Justin Herbert. Um, you know, he, the thing, the thing about you him think is, so now I'm just talking about arm talent. I'm not talking about playing the actual. No, I'm saying arm talent. talent. <clears throat> Absolutely. The dude has a gun. He, he has a literal cannon of an arm. Um, you know, he, he can hit the back shoulder throw, uh, tight windows. You know, he, he can do, uh, he, he could change the pace up on, on his throws. Um, the thing about. Will Levis that people aren't giving him credit for that he's running the NFL style offense in college. So Kentucky runs a variation of um, Sean McVay's offense. So, you know, he's having to make calls and, and checks at the line of scrimmage in college where a lot of uh, college quarterbacks aren't doing My man, that. To Kentucky, to Kentucky. You do yes, not have yes. Sean McVay's athletes. Why no, are you yeah, trying right. to run that shit? Well, but they're ahead, trying. Like, they're trying. You know, and, uh, and so I think – I think the <laughs> right. I think the production wasn't there, and and I I would even say that I agree with the naysayers that says, "What have you done in college football? Like, you have all the physical tools." And they said this about Josh Allen. What have you done? Right. So, but I, what you just said kind of makes sense though, because if you're out here trying to run a Sean McVay offense, y'all ain't got the running back to run that. Y'all probably have a couple receivers that can. Yeah, the quarterback, but like, I that wouldn't. When I look at Kentucky, that wouldn't be what I'm trying to do with them. But I mean, yeah, which yeah. might speak to the lack of, you know, what I'm saying, ability to to put up more stats because maybe the, the offense is. Here's the T on. Here's the T on Will Levis. So he's a guy that he's one of those. You've seen them kids that just they just rely on athleticism. Mm-hmm. They rely on athleticism. He has one of the strongest arms in, the, in, in in college football. He relies on it too much. So, you know, you you see him trust his – he trusts his arm more than he trusts his eyes. I think he's slow when it comes to progressions. I think that's going to be really hard for him. 
Um, I, I think ball placement is pro- – he needs to improve there. And, and accuracy, like he – you know, his lower body mechanics are inconsistent for sure. Um, I think he could throw the ball pretty – you know, he, he has a pretty good deep ball. But do again, you, do you think do you think that comes from his lower body? Do you think that comes from a problem he has, or from him thinking about they're coming to get me? Uh, I think he plays the quarterback position a little reckless. So I don't, I don't, I don't think he's worried about what the defense is doing. He just, I he think just plays like he, fuck it. Yeah, he 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 puts too much stock into what his physical ability is, and he he needs to as much as 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 physically gifted as he is. I think that could be his downfall too. Literally, that uh, the Michael Vick shit. Like we're not saying he's Michael Vick, but literally, some Michael Vick you talk about. I yeah, get, I got thought that. He could, but like, and this kid, and this kid, this white boy can run. I mean, this dude can run too. Like he's a good athlete. Um, again, he has to learn how to play the quarterback position, like. Take all the, the the physical gifts and athleticism athleticism away, but what's 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 here? Yeah. I think is, is going to have to matter for him, and I think you can learn to fix what's here. So he has all the physical molding that you want in a franchise quarterback. So if whoever drafts him, if they can get in here and work with him there, he could be one of the best quarterbacks. Sterling likes Willis. Sterling likes Willis. <laughs> I'm just being <laughs> I'm just being honest with what I see. Nothing. He, no, he's, he may he's not ever reach that reason. potential, but we're just talking about his ceiling. That that's where yeah. I have his ceiling. So no, he's, he's I, number three for a reason. So, but he really didn't that. produce much in college. So, so I like I said, I I, I see where people are saying like, well, where is I think that has to do with Kentucky. Not tying the shit on Kentucky, but I do think that has to do with Kentucky. And to those that do say, I've heard like you you couldn't win the job at Penn State. That's that's Penn State's fault, bro. What were you thinking? Um, yeah, this kid yeah. at Penn State might get you to the playoffs. So I don't think that's his fault. I, I just think him and the coach at Penn State didn't get along. Man, so, when, when well, I heard it, that, I, I mean, you when I, when you see that, you're just like, you was so at he, Penn so State. He had a, he had a, a completion percentage of 65% in college, uh, about 8.8 yards per attempt, and, and yeah. he, you know, 10 to 13 interceptions the last two seasons, you know, yeah. 10, 10 this year, 13 yeah, 10 the, this the year. previous year. Um, so again, that's in the pro style offense. So now so you put CJ Stroud in that. Well, how would he fare? So I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, it's a little different college. I think Will Levis is more wide open. I think Will and Will Levis is one of the guys on here that I will give the old, like it's, I saw who you played with, bro. Like, and that's not a, that's not a knock again on Kentucky. That's just like Kentucky. You're not. You're not. You're not Ohio State. You're not Alabama. You know. You're not even Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? So wait, did they beat Tennessee this year? Because they might have beat them. Uh, did they? No, they lost. You know what I'm saying? But but it's just it's just that's not a school that we look to to have that many athletes around. So again, this is where when you look at the grading and say, all right, well. It's kind of like he taught himself how to do the assignment before taking the test, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, or the subject before taking the test. So, we can move on to number two. Number two is CJ Stroud. Of course, is, is, am I right here or did you have it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, number two, I got CJ Stroud. Uh, of course, we got an A. Plus. Um, you know what I'm saying? 4.0 all the way. Um, I, I, I can go through all the stats. It'd be 258. Uh, pass completed, completion percentage of 66 percent, 
He passed for 3,600 plus yards, 3,788 for to be exact, about 10 yards per completion, 9.5 to be exact. Um, he had 41 fucking touchdowns. Um, and I believe his inter- interception score was like six. Um, so like, well, his interception score was 29, but he had six INTs. Um, so I, I, to me, and his efficiency rating was 177, and that was the highest amongst the group. Um, now, one thing I did have on here that I added as a score factor that I think needs to be taken into account is the, is the, amount of the attempts. And I didn't really subtract for the amount of attempts that you had. I actually gave you credit for those because the more throws that you are allowed to throw on the offense lets me know that that coaching staff trusts you with the ball. And when you're going to go to the next level, what do they want you to do? Have the ball. We know the NFL quarterbacks are throwing 45, 50 times a game. Even if we don't like it, that's what's happening. And he had 389 attempts, which is the second most on this list. Tanner McKee had 426. That lets you know something about Tanner's mind and how they they trusted him. But, you know, you get to um, CJ and he had 389. So I like CJ Stroud. Um, to me, it just depends on what's around him like a like a lot of these quarterbacks but I, I, a lot was shown to me in the georgia game that checked off a lot of the boxes for me that weren't exactly talent uh boxes they were what can you do against an inner it was like can you get over this mountain um and yeah, he did yeah. his kicker didn't but he did uh, you know what i'm saying so yeah hey no real talk he did uh, his kicker didn't he's he's hella accurate um i love the decision making I like the fact that he's really accurate, but he does just the opposite of Will Levis. He does not uh, depend on his on his athleticism at all, really. Um, he's he's quarterbacking out there. Uh, the fact that he had three of the best wide receivers that we're going to see in a while, that does make me kind of think on one side, what's he going to do if he doesn't have those type of guys? But on the other end, it lets me know that he's a guy that can do his job, which to me, as y'all have heard me talk about quarterbacks, that's the most important stat is can you do the fucking job? Like if we have guys that are super cold, can you get in the ball? You know what I'm saying? Like that's step one and he can do that. And then when crunch time comes, he can make that happen too. Um, me personally, he's my number one quarterback. I've actually, you know, Anthony Richardson is my favorite and hooker. I really like him as well. But as far as, as we look at these guys and analyze them, we do have a number one guy. Y'all can call me stupid, crazy. But I do like C.J. Stroud over over all these guys, and I do think he's going to be the franchise guy that takes his team to Super Bowl. That's some high praise. Uh, I can't get behind C.J. Stroud as quarterback number one just because he played at Ohio State, and I'm a Michigan I understand guy. that completely. So, so like, even if I we, think he's when we great, start talking about Queen Ewers and Arch Manning, I will you will definitely see that. <laughs> but so I, I got to keep it a buck. However, now you want to talk about a uh, quarterback that's pre-packaged, ready to go, I think C.J. Stroud's that guy. I think he's probably yes. uh, the most uh, yes. ready quarterback of this draft class to come in and, and contribute to an NFL offense right off the bat. Uh, I think he has an impressive, uh, you know, size. Um, you know, I think he stands at like six foot – he's six foot three and a half probably. He's going to come in around 210, 220 pounds, right? Maybe 215. Somewhere in between there, he's gonna. I think he'll he'll measure. Um, you know, I think his instincts as a passer like are really good. I think this guy, I've seen him throw some passes that that NFL quarterbacks can't make. I'm talking over the shoulder, 
in the bucket where where two guys are, are flailing over wide receiver. And I mean, he's this dude makes some impressive throws, dude. His his mechanics are really good. Um, I, I think he does a good job of identifying coverages. Uh, he he knows how to read leverage as a quarterback. Um, like and I mentioned his accuracy, you know, he he's he's a really good anticipatory anticipatory throw of the football. He does a really good job there. I think he has slow eyes, like like Will Levis. The thing about CJ Stroud is like when he's faced with pressure, I think things start to unravel for him. Like he when it's like he's one of those quarterbacks where everything's good, he's great. But man, when he starts to to to, to get pressure. And like when his team like really needs him to will them the victory, I think he has a hard time doing that. And keep in mind, like you mentioned, you think CJ Stroud has a hard time willing his team to victory when the chips are down and tight. He struggles. He struggles. I, what I do you saw, call the last drive against Georgia, bro? Georgia, I'm sorry. Georgia. They played a shitty game. That was their worst game all season. I'm just saying, though. All, because you're, what about, you're, you're what right. About, what about okay, you in the last two years? Oh, no, no, like, okay, but I'm saying this. You're right about what you're saying. But again, the game against Georgia, we because normally to me, what I would what I would say about that is he looks like when it unravels, he is very reluctant to use his athleticism. He is almost like like Ben Simmons with trying to get him to shoot. Uh, let me it's ask like, you dude, question, will you run? But yeah. he showed. In this last he game, which I think time. is, gro- but he it's it. growth. Listen, but it's growth he, into the next it phase. Is, it is, but if I'm you never do something, is, hold on. He did it because everybody was saying he had to do it, but he he, he had he did it against Northwestern. But outside of that, he he hasn't shown he was doing that. That's what I'm saying. Where everything is fine, when everything is good, he just throws the ball around like this. But when he faces pressure, that's when he has a hard time. Not to mention. He's had how many first round wide receivers has he played with? True. That's that's a, a major I can't, benefit. I can't, no, that, that that's is, a major benefit that like Will Levis didn't have, or some of these other quarterbacks didn't have. That has none of these be, other quarterbacks that, had. I think none that has to be part of the discussion, part of his story, like who he now he he's produced, and I think you know Ryan Day as an offensive coordinator um, and head coach is really good. They do a really good job at Ohio State, but. I think it's like this. You we know this. When you when you are when everything goes your way in a sense, right? They win a ton of games. It's hard to win it's hard to win football games when when there's adversity. He, I think that's something he has to learn. He hasn't been put in those situations. So his mechanics while under pressure suffer, right? But when everything's good, he's great. And he he makes some passes that I'm like, "Damn, like there's not many just, kids that are doing what he's doing. But I think he, that he's got some. He's got some. He's ready made. But what's his ceiling? So that's that's probably a better question. How far is his ceiling? It's kind of like the Baker Mayfield thing. Baker was polished coming into the league, but his ceiling was here. Josh Allen ceiling was here, but he was down here in terms of reps. You see what I'm saying? True. 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 But I I think that when you look at C.J. Stroud, I think you can raise his ceiling higher than than Baker's. Oh, I'm, and the reason and 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 the reason why is because even though, like you said, we saw it at Northwestern, but especially this Georgia game, we saw what what we wanted to see out of him when the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, are you going to fold or are you going to rise above everybody 
and he rose above everybody else. Yeah, he lost, but he and, and you know he rose because you know only guys that lose when guys lose, and we still talk about them. And I think the fact that it was something that we hadn't seen before, me, I would say that's a stepping stone into the next level that he's getting to, rather than an anomaly that we won't see again. Because it was the biggest stage. He knows it's his last game in college. We know it's his last game in college. This is his last chance and opportunity he has to put heart on film. Because that's what you're getting at. Does he have the heart to take your team if your team's not the stacked best team? And and he showed that we aren't the best team. And they got a guy out here, Ringo, that's, that's you know, we're supposed to be talking about going to be one of the top DBs. And my guy's going to get open on him, but I got to hit him. And so I, I I like the kid. I, I think that, like you said, I think he's ready-made, but I think his ceiling is high enough that the better that he will get will be better than the most of these guys. Hey, he's, I, he's, you're he's, not he's, wrong. He's, you're not wrong there. All right. But it does, but I but I think that we have to really pay attention to how much talent is put around him. Because you yeah. go put him yeah. just around a bunch of also rans and guys that are like number two receivers and stuff, you're gonna lose. Yeah, now, if you yeah. if you get this guy a number one and a one A and a running back, you're gonna do some damage. Yeah, he's gonna have some good flashes, man, for sure. Yeah, but he can't. He's not going to carry some bones. But <laughs> only two of these guys. I only think two of these guys can, and that's Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. And that's because they played with schools and teams that had lesser. They we didn't expect shit from, and they carried them out of the black into the light of national spotlight that is but all right number one y'all ready y'all want to guess who it is Ooh, ooh, ooh. oh ooh. go ahead you in the front of the classroom in the red jacket it's his name bryce young yes it is it is bryce young people here it goes though b plus uh so the most popular guy in the class made a, made a couple bad grades on a test um but yeah he got a B plus, he had a 3.33, um, 245 completions. He had 380 attempts, so that isn't the high range that we like to see or I like to see, uh, Coach Trust, if you will. Um, completion percentage, we had 65.4. He did have 3,300 yards uh, passing, 3,328 to be exact. Now, his yards per attempt was 8.8. Uh, .8, so it wasn't a lot of these guys in the nines, but it's 8.8. .8, um he had 32 TDs, so that's second on the list. So he did throw a lot of tugs. It's Alabama. Me personally, it was a lot of those. Then they go to Gibbs. Gibbs is a running back. So, yeah. I mean, you're kind of dinking Duncan. And as we're talking about drafting a guy to lead my team, you know, I don't know if we like that. He had an internet. He had an internet. He had an interception score of 32. His efficiency was 163.2. Uh, I still like him. I do not like the Pat Mahomes comparisons. I think those are crazy. Um, but I like him as the quarterback. Uh, I, I would pick him if I if I see him or CJ. If it's the number one pick, I don't feel bad about it. His size, though, you better have a line. Um, let me say this. Uh, they will break you. Um, <laughs> This is the pros. They are big. All this talk about maybe, maybe. It's not no maybe. They will break you. And if they don't break you by getting you, they're going to break you by you trying to get away, a la Kyler Murray. Um, so, and that's not even like taking shots. It's just yeah. I do worry about the size thing because not only is he not the tallest, but he is slight in build. 
uh, but his arm talent is is really really good, and I like his accuracy and all those types of things. But and I also like his heart. He passes the heart test. Um, but I'll let Sterling get into the 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 nitty gritty of it. But I just his size is the thing. I think someone catches him on a on a weak side blitz. It might be good night. We're looking yeah, at two or two point oh. He only weighs like one hundred and eighty five pounds. Uh, and I don't know if he hits six foot. He might pop in at five eleven. I mean, he he's a smaller quarterback, but man, for someone who's so small, man, he plays big in big moments uh, here at Alabama. You know, when we talk about you know C.J. Stroud sometimes not living up to uh, or or breaking through in those moments. I I think you know Bryce Young has. I mean, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. Uh, you know, this guy he, he has impressive arm strength, arm talent. Um, you know, he can he can get it done in the intermediate and short passing game. Uh, you know, he could throw with anticipation and throw guys open. You know, he could throw guys on the run, which is which is really, really impressive here. Um, I think he's the smartest quarterback in the draft in terms of football IQ. Some of the things that he does, I don't even think he knows that he, what, what he's even doing right now. He's just he he's just a really high IQ quarterback. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. But he's in this draft class. He's I think when it comes to X's and O's and knowing where the you know how to play out of structure and and knowing where his receivers are and, and the, the place to attack the field. I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, I think his decision making is really really good. Um, you know he can he I think his best throws are deep throws. Um, this guy can. Can throw crossing routes. It. Yeah, he can spin it, man. That, that's a better way to put it. Uh, opposite hash throws he could do. Um, Bro, and in college, I, I like that you said it, though, but in college, opposite, for those that watch a lot of pros, the hashes in college are further. Yeah. So when yeah. you see a guy in college make a – the reason why when the guys from the NFL scouts and they see guys make a hash-to-hash hash throw, and they're like, oh – the reason why it looks so much better in college is because the hashes are what, like, like ten more yards. Yeah, they're a, a lot wider. They're, wide, they're a lot wider, so you're making a lot. There's a lot more distance between that throw. So when you see these guys, especially Bryce Young, who makes these hash to hash throws, it's just like, Sah! it's it's just like, yeah, yo, bro, like you just slung that not only deep but a very wide portion of the field. I think he's a guy that, uh, for his athleticism, he's going to be like a four-six guy probably. Um, but he has I think quick feet. he has quick, has really good feet, and he has the ability to improvise. I think that's his one of his greatest strengths is improv. He doesn't. I, I was going to say this. He doesn't have. He run. <laughs> this makes he's going to be like, damn. It's kind of shitting on him, but he's like a slow Kyler Murray when it comes to athleticism. Yeah. Um, and escapability. He doesn't run a 4-3, and he's not going to do like Kyler Murray and run away from people. But when it comes to him escaping out the pocket to make a throw, his feet get to getting. He's he a better quarterback to... right now than Kyler Murray is in the pros. You think so? I think so. Yep. I think so. He's better than Kyler right now. I, I, I am. I, I know am, you don't think so. I, I do not agree, <laughs> but right now we will find out because they will play in the pros together yes, soon. Yes. I but let the world know. Oh, I don't agree. Um, <laughs> the little the little short kid is, is is amazing to me, and I think that Cliff Kingsbury is is the Nathaniel Hackett plus 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 fail up kid. But you and we'll find that out later. <laughs>
All right. But, yeah. I, but but I won't. But I'm not gonna sit there. You notice I didn't go whoa or any like crazy like because nah like Bryce is Bryce is nice. No pun intended. No like rhyme intended. But yeah, Bryce, yeah. Bryce he's nice with it, man. All right, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, move on to the next one. Uh, we got up. It's going to be the NFL. Uh, we uh, briefly touched on it real quick. Uh, in the beginning of the show. Uh, Madden NFL. Uh, the uh, sole uh, makers of the only football game on this planet. Um, I know. Look, man. If you've been listening to us, you know, back in September, we 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 gave it good praise, good marks from the beta, and you know, and the, and the demo, and all the other shit. And yes. It was. It was a good, good, good gameplay. They made improve improvements of the gameplay, but everything else felt shit. If you have not uh, heard or you haven't been playing, uh, uh, at one point uh, the, the game modes have been unplayable. Like literally, like literally, like everybody I know has. They deleted game. niggas' franchises, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, they did. This this has been a headache from I, I literally. Like I read, I read and watched about it, and I I'm just to the point now where it's like, do what you're gonna do. I think that halfway, yeah, the NFL probably told them like that license may get took, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I also feel like, hell, some of the developers aren't allowed to even do some of the shit they want to do. You know what I'm saying? So like, EA just the whole thing is just fucked up, and I just hope it gets. It gets fixed. The, the, we could have a whole episode about what's fucked up with this. Yeah. I got a lot of special we're, guests that come in. And y'all do too. Yeah, probably yeah. Can tell you, but we're not. We're not going to get, get into what all this is wrong with the game and stuff like that. Like, look, it's long and it's been documented. You can just put it into Google and you can find out. Uh, but the one thing that I wanted to talk about is that they went ahead and came out and said, "We're this next one is going to be a make or break year." Uh, and I'm not sure what that means. And I'm laughing at it whenever I hear it because I'm like, you know, okay, so what's, what's the difference <laughs> than the the yeah. other response? So one of the, the, the changes that they're proposing to make up and make amends for everybody losing their franchise is whoever was affected and lost the franchise, they want to make the next Madden installment 50% off for these people that... I need mine. Um, you know... Um, that uh lost franchise so i was like okay so you're just gonna make the game 50 percent off for everybody basically <laughs> so, so like that the shit yeah. that like but it's things like that yeah it's yeah. things like that that make you look at this company and say that honestly i think all of us are in a position in a boat that says you guys have the nfl license right now so you're our only choice as up until 26 no i'm saying yeah and i'm saying as soon as that shit is up Boys is gonna be out, period. Yeah. But yeah. we deal with it now because we live in an age where we are the video game age. We were the kids that played the game and stuff, which I think that's a big problem with Madden is that they're still making this game as if they're just making it for kids. And nah, bro, we've grown up. Mm-hmm. So like we we need you to make the game better than you did. Cause this back in 2005 is highly acceptable. This in 2005 would have been the best fucking football game. We have ever fucking seen in our life, but it is 2023. So, to the Madden people that are still are making the game to be the game that you wanted in 2000, you're past that. You need to make a better product, but that's on them to do. There's, there's literally nothing. Even if we don't buy the game, all that means is that we are not going to play football for a season on on the game. 
You know what I'm saying? So, and that's not a fucking option. Let me tell America that. That's not a fucking option. If you game, that's not an option. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's just so frustrating because we are going to play what's out because you want to play video games. The point of having a video game, you know what I'm saying? So I just I just think that it is it is a make or break year in terms of them being able to show like the NFL what they can do. But as far as us as consumers, we just hope that they do right. Like just just not even do right, just do smart, like have some sort of common sense in the build. Listen to the people that are sitting here telling you what's wrong with the game. Like there shouldn't be this much wrong with the video game. It shouldn't be 2023 and you say hut. And for some odd reason, your defense stands still and the other guys, guys run all over the place. Like that, that shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't have these issues where people are running the same plays over and over again. Yet, if you play 2K or something like that, your players have the ability to realize what's going on, get into gaps. A man, they don't do that. What the fuck is up with your zones? Why have you not developed an AI to where if a guy runs past your face, people aren't asking you to play perfect. They're just saying, hey, when a guy runs a post past my face or he's running a vertical right by my guy that's playing a quarter zone, why can't he just run with it? Yeah. If you're going to put... Why got to be playing with yeah, no, like, like I think it's the it's the bridge between like foot people that not not gurus, but people that know football a little bit, and those that know video game bridge it a little bit closer because man, you're leaning towards all video game, and it's like if I tell my defense, just like in real life, you know what I'm saying? They told Pat Mahomes, you're not just gonna throw deep anymore, and he couldn't. So he, but he learned to throw to the middle of the field to open up other parts of the field. On Madden, it's like you can tell him to go guard deep, but all of us know. All of us throw deep past it. All of us get deep passes, throw us on it past us. Like, simple shit like that. Like, bro, if I tell you to cover deep, deep shit shouldn't be open. Motherfuckers should have to throw across the middle. Middle of the field is all yours. Football is about give and take. You know what I'm saying? Like, we watch all the time. What you gonna give yeah, the defense? Yeah. What you gonna give the offense? What you gonna do to win the game? You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing. I think Mad needs more people that understand the game of football. Not even on, like, the highest of high levels. But just on a level high enough to understand, like, you need to implement this in your game. Like, the fact that it's 2023 and guys that are 99 speed are still able to be the best on the game no matter what they are, like, that makes no sense. Like, yeah, like it, yeah. we've been seeing that, that that shouldn't be the case. Like, that's just the sad shit. Like, we, like I, I, I respect 2K because 2K at one point in time, probably around 2010, 11, they said, you know what, guys? We know that you like taking all the seven footers in these basketball games, no matter how shitty they are, you make them the best because they're seven foot and they just lay the ball up. We're going to make you miss layups. And I remember back in that time, niggas would lose their minds. We're missing fucking layups. Why the fuck are we missing layups? Because that nigga's garbage. That's why he's missing layups. Like Madden, I need them niggas to drop passes. Every (laughs) pass that gets thrown across the field doesn't have to be an interception or, or a big play. It can hit the ground. It can go out of bounds. Like the quarterback can throw the ball out of bounds. Sometimes we'll have an errant throw that just goes bad and just doesn't go where nobody wants it. It just hits the ground like most passes do in the NFL instead of either going to your receiver or going right fucking to the defense. Like it's just little arcadey shit like that that they need to fix. And I think that, I don't know, I have faith that this them as human beings that want their jobs would be able to fix it. But you never know because there's bigger things at play here than just some guys making a game. There's other things that people in in higher CEO uh, spots think that people want and think that need to be a part of the game 
that don't really need to be a part of it. And then plus, when you sell the game regardless, it's hard to tell when you're doing shitty. You know what I'm saying? You want to listen to people tell you that you're doing shitty, but you're selling a game, but you're also ignoring the fact, again, that you're the only game on the market. So Madden's got to look in the mirror and realize that they're fucking up and then just, just take some direction from people that know what needs to happen. All right. Anything you want to ask, Sterling? Yeah, man, they uh they've had the girl for years and they never really had to work. They they just gave up, right? And I think that's what we see with Madden and and you just hope that like you guys said, you just hope it improves from here on out. Amen. Amen, man. Look, the only thing we could do is just uh, wait and see, but uh, I want my 50% discount. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I need uh, mine too. All of uh, us need ours. I need to be on that beta. We all need early. G motherfucking P. All right. Uh, <laughs> Everybody okay. really just, they do need to just get out. They need to do like NBA 2K did that year and get that bitch out for $20. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, and just come out and say, yo, this, this is y'all's for $20. We made it the best that we can. But like, yeah, it's, it's, just, take- it's just a lot. And take mutt off the home menu, like where it sucks you in the mutt. Like they need to stop I think doing that, that. That's see, I think that's one thing that they need to do. I think mutt needs to be its own experience, like Call of Duty Warzone. Like mutt needs to be its own experience that you can just have. Like if you want to do mutt, you can yeah, have yeah. it. Like Make that shit that's just that's yeah, reason. that's just a free game that you can have yeah. and pay money to do what you want to do in. But the other game, put all your efforts into that, like the mm-hmm. franchise mode, the gameplay referees being back on the field all that type of shit like it's just it's just you know like so I, you know so, like simple things like hey man okay so, press buttons, so I'm, I'm reading right here and um before before we move on they're, they're saying that a big emphasis emphasis is going to be on the uh the improvement of uh the franchise mode with um i'm looking at the contract uh management and everything of that nature um i'm not 100 percent sure um I'm not 100% sure uh, as far as uh, if that's going to be a real thing, but... Uh, I mean, they can but, fix uh, that all they want, but, like, it's that type of shit is, like, to me is what I call, like, that type of shit is, like, cloudy. Like, it's... I'm mean, not cloudy, but it's, like, it's, like, mist, like a ninja bomb. Boom. Let's yeah, throw this yeah. down so they don't see the deflection, other shit. Deflection, like, deflection, 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 deflection. Yeah, deflection. Like, honestly, let's be real, yay. Nobody, like, the niggas that play on, offline, like, we respect y'all. No one give a fuck about what y'all talking about. Like yeah. the niggas that have online connected franchises, y'all did we the ones that you need to care about. Like mm-hmm. we're the ones that you need to focus on. Like we'll take care of the contracts. Things like just make it to where we can just uh, adjust them hoes and customize that shit. Like it's very simple. Yes. Like people yeah. want you to fix the fucking gameplay. Like stop making these niggas little dummies running around that don't know what the fuck is going on. Like a guy should not be able to run the same play four times and you picking a fucking quarter zone or some shit to cover it and your guys just not playing that part of the field because of y'all's game logic mm-hmm. like those are the problems that happen in that game and that's because you're still using the same fucking code that you use on xbox 360 cool. <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and move along uh to our segment um so our producer chris has always been harping about uh, um the death of the middle class uh the middle tier quarterback um and it was a very good uh, segment because he was basically talking about the Daniel Jones situation on the show last week. And lo and behold, I think like the ne- the very next day, uh, we get the notification that the Giants are looking to sign Daniel Jones for what is it around the tune of what, $40 million a year? 45. Uh, 45. 45 million dollars a year. 
that and, line. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh Chris is all but concerned, well, all but convinced that the middle tier of quarterback is is all but uh gone in the NFL. I I have my own opinions on it, uh, but I want to hear you guys. Uh, do you think that the middle tier quarterback is dead in the NFL? So I'll yeah. let you go yeah. first. Kirk Cousins ruined it. Uh, I'm sorry, I got no hold of Kirk. You don't get these. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> shooters. Yeah, you throw Dak Prescott in there too, man. The, the, I think they're middle tier quarterbacks. Uh, I've been very critical uh, of them for, and and I've been proven right uh, with this, but. <laughs> I think teams that are poverty-stricken franchises like the Vikings, uh, you know, who else are we going to get is the mindset that a lot of these teams have. You know, who else is better? And I think, you know, you got you to gotta continue to, to, to draft and put yourself in position to take these quarterbacks until you get it right. Uh, pay a stopgap veterans, and I, I just think you're going to find yourself uh, in a rock and a hard place by doing that. It's like when we talk about with the Jets – how I was just on a pod where we were talking about the Jets want to go get Aaron Rodgers. That's that's their that's their quarterback one of the offseason. Why would you want to go get a quarterback who doesn't even know if he wants to play? And if he plays, he's going to play maybe two years. So how much capital are you going to give up when you got, you know, Derek Carr down the street who wants to play? And you can get Derek Carr down the street. My nigga Derek can't catch a break. Like, man, she's beautiful. Derek Carr down the street, nigga, giving it up. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. Now, now, if you add, so my thing was this. So why would you go do that when if you got to go give up draft capital, go get Lamar Jackson. They, they, they want to give him up or or or, or go or go you know try to get one if of these gonna quarterbacks spend that money year. make sure she worth it right right so you got the Vikings putting all this dough you know buying these Birkins on Kirk Cousins and it's like <laughs> the, the results you're not getting the results you want so you yeah, know you walking you walking around and people like that's her <laughs> yeah how much blast her does she got <laughs> go get this Kirk Mic drop. I'm sorry, I guess my inner Hall of Nights. <laughs> what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> Shoot that little motherfucker. <laughs> ah, quick. Oh, shit. I'm a kid. Oh, no, Mic no, drop. you. <laughs> but you're right, though, bro. Like, no, nah, I, I, I feel I feel the same way, but I also feel like the reason why the middle. Okay, let me get into the bigger thing. So, the reason why the middle stopgap quarterback or the middle class quarterback, as we call them, or the mid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the mid quarterback is died is because I, I think that the quarterback scaling system for uh, payment and salary has fucked up everything. Um, bigger point. Quarterbacks should not be the ones getting this fucking huge bag. The best fucking players in the league should be getting this huge bag, no matter their position. Now, before you interject or anybody interjects that disagrees, the NFL is the only sport, major sport that we have that could you that does this. Could you imagine having LeBron James on your team and saying, oh, yeah, man, you can't make as much as the point guard because you're not the point guard. So that's what the fucking NFL does. And so I think that's what fucked everything up, because right now, I think if you went on a team and said, OK, so 
Daniel Jones, for example, you want 45. You're not the best guy on this team. So we're going to give 45 million to Saquon Park. I was running back a scoreable idea. But you give, we're going to give $45 million to Saquon Barkley, right? He's the best player on our team. So we're going to pay him accordingly. Like, let's say, oh, shit. Now the Rams, who fit that LeBron analogy pretty well, actually. And, you know what I'm saying? Because they did have the LeBron on the team. But you, Matthew Stafford gets all the money. gets quarterback. But no, nah, but Aaron Donald should get the most money. Like, Dallas Cowboys. Like, Michael Parsons should be getting Dak. Parsons contract type money shit like the only like this whole idea that this quarterback is just this mesmerizing figure that makes your team oh my god it's a fucking lie the reason why it exists in the NFL is because you have to pay them so much goddamn money like if you could pay the best players the most money the quarterbacks would become just another player and all this shit wouldn't really matter I'm sorry. So like, like, so the middle tier QB shit is dead, but I don't, I don't think that middle, middle tier QBs can't win. I think the simple fact is you can't, you either, why have a middle tier QB when you're going to pay a guy that's coming out the draft, who's going to be better than him. Why pay him more? It it just makes no sense. So it killed it, but it killed it because you got to pay a quarterback so much goddamn money. He's not worth it. Like why why would I why would I pay that much for a quarterback that's not worth it? Like it's not like after you get past the top, like I'll give y'all 10. And I'm giving niggas 10. Like after the top 10 quarterbacks, you niggas ain't worth this money. You mean to tell me after the top 10 quarterbacks, they're better, they're worth more money than every other position? We're paying DBs to stop the quarterback. They need 40 million. What are you talking about? Let me say that for sauce. Sauce gonna be worth that money. I'm not trying to get at to a mid-tier guy just because he's the quarterback. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I just you know, don't agree you know, with it. You know, uh, this has piqued my interest. I'm going to see where all this shit began and started from. I'm gonna Think go about it, because I don't believe Trent Dilfer made more money than Ray Lewis. So, Because I remember at one point, um, there was the $100 million quarterback uh, contract. That was more so reserved for guys who... But they were nice as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But I want to know where it went wrong. But see, here's the problem. See, I, I, I want to, we should look at this too because, I, no, no, no. Yeah, no, but he's a prime factor in it because Jettas needs to get paid more than Kirk Cousins. He's better. Like the NFL is the only place where you can look on a roster and literally say without there being some sort of weird shit in NBA where the nigga got paid like 10 years or three years prior in another contract when he was the shit and they got traded. But the NFL is the only place where you can look at the roster and say, Man, these top five niggas on this team are better than the dude making the whole the most money. Like, like the quarterback, like saying that the quarterback should make the most money and making up a bunch of fucking excuses to why is what ruined this whole shit. Yeah, they say because he's the most. The best player should get paid the most money, regardless. It doesn't matter if you play D line, DB, uh, fucking running back. If you are the best nigga on the team. You the, the scale should just be you're the best, you get this much. And and boys would fall in line. Guaranteed. Players would fall in line. And I guaranteed leadership would follow differently too. Cause you're asking guys and teams to be leaders that aren't the best, aren't fit to. You're a quarterback. We know you're not better than your defense. We know you got better guys on your offense, Kurt. And we're asking you to lead these niggas because you make the most money. It's the dumbest shit ever. And it creates well, animosity because well. you're like. You're asking this bum ass nigga to lead us, really? And you're paying him the most money, and we got to smile here and take it. 
like the first night in prison. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, it's not fucking, it makes no fucking sense. Like, I think that's the thing that fucked up everything, bro. Like, this shit's horrible. But no, that's just can, can, I don't want to devalue the role of the quarterback and what they actually bring to a locker room or what they're supposed to, a real franchise quarterback, what they actually do. Like, they're, they have the most difficult position. True, but, but, uh, but, but you'll answer this with a yes, I imagine. If I say that guy that you just described, he's the best player on your team, right? Should be. Right. Every, every quarterback that we will name that fits that bill that you say galvanizes the troops, you know what I'm saying, leads us to victories. Pat Mahomes, he's the best player on the Chiefs, correct? If the Chiefs come out and say, Pat Mahomes is making the most money and Chris Jones is making the second amount of most, Let me tell you, you would not be mad about that. I'm going to tell you where it went wrong. When they didn't cap the rookie wage scale. Facts. I think that's where it went wrong. Because I think players would look at these rookies who are like top five picks and be like, damn, they're getting all this money. I want that and some. Mm-hmm. You, ain't, you ain't never played play the snap. But you deserve it, though. If you if, I, if I've been in the league and I got stats to prove, like, I do this, bro. Like, I do this against pros. Like, we hear pros say all the time, fuck your draft picks. If the nigga turn out to be a dog, okay. But, like, we want somebody that we can look at and say, you've yep, done your yep. job in the league. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I, I, you're right about that, too. Like, it, it's all, like, this whole – and I've talked about this before more so in the NBA. This selling hope shit is what teams do, and this is what they profit off of. Like, we're going to pay you for the potential of what you might be and live with that shit, which makes no sense other than whether we're going to make you prove it and pay you for what you've done. And like yeah. I, I don't know, it's just it's a backwards ass system that probably will never change. But when people look at like what's wrong with it and why is it always a fucked up situation, like we're literally sitting here talking about like why teams can't have a guy that should be able to not fuck up. We always talk about quarterbacks that fuck up because they're either young or they're either old and they can't do it no more. You know what right. I'm saying? Like right. these guys, they're like like oh he's fucking up at the end of the game. It's like no shit, bro. He's fucking twenty three. Like, 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 they got him out here with a bunch of dudes that are ready to win. Like, like I've always said, if you were to take Tony Romo back in 2014, I believe, uh, was that, two, uh, yeah, was it 2014 uh, when Dak was a rookie? Am I not mistaken? Yeah, 2014, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah it was Basically, like Dak's rookie year. If you were to let Tony Romo play with that team, we, I, I believe we get, I don't know if we win it, we get to an NFC championship or, or win, get to a Super Bowl. I guarantee you. And it's not because of, Tony Romo being this magician or magical beast. It's just the fact that he was a veteran that knew 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 how to just win a game in the pro level, which means a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? So, but, hey, it's the NFL. The NFL's king of doing dumb shit in the sake of saying that you're trying hard. It is. It is. It is. Like, the NFL will run right into a brick wall and be all bloody and say, but I ran really hard. Yeah, into a fucking brick wall, though. You know, but that's the NFL. All right. All right, so we're going to go ahead. Uh, we're going to close out our NFL uh, segment here, and we're going to go to our either or uh, with our very own Russell Johnson. So, Russ, what you got for us for the either or today, brother? All righty, my brother. So I do have an either or today. Now, with today's either or, let me look up something real quick. I got. Um, so with today's either or, there's something very interesting about it. I'm going to give you two names, and – you guys are probably going to answer this in the landslide, but I will like to go over some of the stats first before you answer in the comments. So pay very close attention because um, this is what caught my eye. Jason Tatum or Devin Cook and Booker. 
Now, I know what most of you are thinking, Russell, this is a no-brainer. But as we go through the, the different stats, we have NBA championships. Both have been to an NBA championship. Both have lost an NBA championship. NBA seasons, eight for Booker, six for Jason Tatum. Um, All-star games, three for Devin Booker, four for Jason Tatum. Now, we do have all NBA first teams, one apiece. All NBA teams overall, we got two for Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, one for Booker. We do remember Booker got screwed that one year that cost him a little bit of money. Um, now, this is the one that made me want to put this over anything else. Field goal percentage, both of them, dead even, 45% from the field. Three-point percentage, 35% for Devin Booker, 37% for uh, Jason Tatum. Free throw percentage, 86% for Devin Booker, 84% for Jason Tatum. Um, their best their best season stats, like overall, like just, you know, their best overall seasons. Points per game, 26 for Devin Booker, uh, 30 for Jason Tatum. Rebounds, Devin Booker had five, Jason Tatum had 8.6. Assists, Devin Booker had 6.8, Jason Tatum 4.5. Steals per game, both of them had around a steal per game. Blocks per game, both of them had around a block per game. Now, that is very, very very, very fucking even if you ask me, um, but I'm still taking Jason Tatum as my choice, but with the stats and everything involved, and as always, let me let the people know, remember, when picking these guys, you only pick that guy, that guy alone, you do not have any A's, you do not have any B's, you do not have any coaches, you do not have any GM's, it's going to be that guy, and the guy you do not pick gets chosen by the team behind me, so you are behind you, so you will have to play them. Go. I'll be real with you. My answer has nothing to do with basketball. I'm taking Jason Tatum solely because Devin Booker has a Kardashian, and we know how that ends. I was thinking the same thing. Damn! <laughs> Can we come but, to the angle of the nine of the ninety-four? I will say this though. I will say this. I feel like Jason Tatum has been in those moments more than Devin Booker. Like I feel like the the Celtics got to the finals because of Jason Tatum, right? I think book plays with, you know, I think, you know, the Suns get it differently. Like after Chris, watching CP three for this long, you don't think it was cooking. No, I, I think the leadership that, that CP three brings to the table facilitates that big time. I think Monty Williams had a big part in that. I think CP three sure. does facilitate but, a lot, but, but, but I Jason think we Tatum I, earned it. I'm not saying book didn't. But Jason Tatum, to I me, mean, but like he who had the better teams? They're pretty e even, man. Do you, do you think the Suns, if you go chronologically and look at the Suns and the Celtics and where these were, the way they were built, you really think that the Suns were doing a decent job? Drafting, I think they did a good job drafting. They drafted Drodge and Bender. What's his name? Okay, okay. That, that's, that's, a, that's a flop. Bro, like, Cam, I was just saying. Cam like, Johnson and Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges, I believe at one point they had my nigga from Kansas. Uh, what was his name? Um, Shit. What was my guy's name? Kansas. Uh, He got drafted. It, it, the reason why we can't remember. <laughs> but, I will say, I, I, but I will tell you this. The Celtics have done a hell of a lot better than the Suns at putting talent around players and the teams that, hell, Jason Tatum came in the league and had Kyrie. Four seasons. But I'm just saying, you come into the look league who, and you who, have look, that. Look who Book got, Kevin Durant. No, now. Uh, took well, about eight years. Well, well. What did he start with? 
Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like it's dog. Like, like he had a Morris twin at one point. Like the sons have gone through a lot of <laughs> niggas. You know what I'm saying? So like I also take that into account. So if you pick Bookham, I completely understand. Silky smooth score. Um, I think both these guys need someone next to them to help them get to that next level, just like everybody does. Uh, but if you were to tell me I got to pick one guy and you get the guy after and I don't got no other choice, give me Tatum. Uh, but I just wanted people not to sleep on cooking because he does have the cookbook and he is that nice. All right. But well, there's a, a clean sweep for uh, light-skinned Kobe uh, <laughs> for the sports sushi crew. Oh, yeah. Right, Col- so- yeah, he really was. De- I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, yeah I, it's a joke I normally tell, but I'm going to leave that in the group chat. All right, though, Jason Tatum and Devin Booker, you pick yours. Leave it in the comments. While you leave that in the comments, be sure to hit that like. And subscribe. and subscribe button. You know what I'm talking about? So you can follow us and then know every time we hit some shit up and take some shit out. All right. So uh, we're going to stick with the NBA, man. Uh, All-Star Weekend just com- uh, com- completed on uh, Sunday. So we're going to go ahead and uh, talk it about. Uh, Dookie. Now, <laughs> we're going to talk about the uh, <laughs> the All-Star <laughs> Weekend. <laughs> All right, man. Wow. So did you guys check it out at all? I- I'm pretty sure y'all did, man. So let's I just did with, check it. That's how I knew it was Doogie. Let's just start with this with the celebrity game here. Um, did any of y'all catch it? I, I didn't catch it because I I, I just saw some of the clips on social media. Richard Jefferson, you are a treasure to behold, oh, yeah. and yeah. you go ham. Um, but other than that, I nah. DK Metcalf, you're yeah. a freak of nature. Um, I hope one day that we get to trot our ass out there and nobody watches us playing a celebrity game. But other than that. Nah, I'm, I'm good I'm on the sideline. If y'all, if we ever get a bid, I'm just gonna deal <laughs> from the the bench. Yeah, uh, you man. know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be you know suited up and shit, but you know, I ain't gonna you know. Yeah, that's the way I feel about those. Though I, yeah. I didn't really watch too much of it. I saw some highlights. I've loved playing one, but yeah. Shout, oh, shout out to uh, you know people that watch you know WWE. Miz hit a half court shot that didn't. They didn't count, count it though. Hold yeah. that man. Yeah, Miz, uh, you he, made that bitch, bro. You know, uh, he'll he'll definitely be on a WWE talking shit about that. I'm pretty sure, and uh, never let nobody forget about that. Uh, <laughs> One time uh, for the Miz. All right, so let's get it with the uh, the Rising Star game. Um, I think I, I like I said I, I didn't catch the game. I like I that. I like it. that. Now, now that I like, I wish I, that somehow or another the NBA. You can tell I like that shit. I was just yeah, I like that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like the Rising Star. Ooh, that shit was not. Dookie. Um, so no, nah, I like the way that that shit rolled out. I like the tournament style. I would say, why can't we figure out a way to do that with these all stars that we have that are the all star all stars? Because that shit was dope. I think the first game was like to twenty five. Then the next game after that, the final was to tw- was a forty. Um, it was pretty dope. I I I that to me that and the dunk contest um, was was the highlight for me. But I really like the way the Rising Stars was put together. I like that tournament style format. Um, the two teams and or was it four teams and then two play for for the championship. Mm-hmm. So I did like that. Yeah, I, I you got to give it to the NBA for their ingenuity, like how they they're trying. Know, they, they, yeah, man, they they really do try. And uh, the Rising Stars game was was pretty dope. Uh, Jose Alvarado, man, like he bro, was, my man said, bet you I hit it, bet money. That nigga said, bet a hundred. My man Donovan Mitchell said, bet a hundred. He said, bet. That man got that ball and fired. 
and yeah. made that <laughs> but that but that but and sterling you agree that is the essence of basketball bro like yeah. they they found a way to little bit capture that in that rising stars game where we're gonna have some competitiveness they're gonna hoop it against each other you know what i'm saying but that that fun and that love is gonna be a part of it so i really i really like the rising star shit i really found it to be dope yeah, no. yeah, uh, you know, um, and the mic was cool too. Josh Giddy on the mic, that was cool too. They yeah. got that from baseball. Y'all got that from baseball. Not gonna let y'all just slide with that, but <laughs> he said, I'm gonna call y'all a lot on this. shit. Oh, yeah, they I got that from baseball for sure. All right, so the skills challenge, uh, I did not see it all, so I couldn't you tell saw you. I won it, but it wasn't worth it. I think Jordan Clarkson was high. Um, I almost called him Jordan Lightskin and Clarkson at the same time. So I got Jordan Clarkson. Jordan, uh, Mr. I'm from the West Coast, but I came from Texas. Um, nah, he, he, (laughs) 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 oh, I made it straight out of an episode of fucking Snowfall. Oh my God. Um, but nah, (laughs) but nah, um, that it was, it's. I mean, the skills challenge is cool. I think that it's one of those things that they are trying. There are things that could be better about it, but I don't dislike it. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna hate it. I, I'm not like I'm not gonna hate on it, but it's not just the most. I, I go get my beer on that one, and I yeah. come in and out. You know what I'm saying? That's where you go put extra cheese on your nachos. Yeah, I didn't watch. By it. the way, real quick question, you guys. So, if you if you were to get what kind of nachos do you like? Do you like nachos with the Liquidy cheese and meat, or do you like the the nachos like you get at a Mexican restaurant with the melted cheese on top? So we we talk about like shredded cheese, melted. Yes, or do you like the queso government cheese nachos? Well, I I, I like queso, <laughs> so I like my shit to be uh queso like. I, I like queso. Yeah, I like fuck queso. the both of you niggas have no class. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is about to be a comment in second said, Russell, see, I told you, yeah. nigga. And this, this is this is proving bad for our culture. Chris, come in here and say something. Yeah. Hurry. Uh, <laughs> Government cheese nachos. Yeah. No, um, anyway. No. Chris, Chris is, is definitely a California guy. If he says anything other than queso. Well, he's a, he's a Buffalo guy living in California. So if he says anything other than oh, queso, I'll be just I'll be very very. Uh, I just did that because I know I know I'm the only one that likes melted cheese besides actual Mexicans. So like, and, and even them would tell me to put a little. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you know what can I say? Um, y'all, no, y'all, right. niggas, y'all need to take that block of government cheese and go on so much of my fucking it, ass. It just it <laughs> get you. It's different. But no, the, no, no, it, it hits. It definitely does. Yes. About two yes. hours later on yes. the fucking yes. toilet. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it hits. And this shit turned to plastic. I just started a whole nother shit. We're supposed yeah. to do we're supposed to do stadium right, so, so, okay. My bad, y'all. I just yeah. yeah, so y'all can have that plastic though. Nah, man. <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta give uh, uh the Well, right it's model. piping hot, otherwise it gets cold in two minutes. But yeah, you put so up, many things you know, milk in it, it won't stay uh it won't it won't kind of lock up. That 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 much, but uh, let's, let's go. I was too privileged growing up. Let's what about that? What, what about that? What about their uh, the, uh, the, the three point contest? The three point, the three uh, point contest. So last week, man, when me and me and Russ was talking about it, uh, I should have put money on the shit, Russ. I actually picked two two of the guys right, the uh, two of the winners right. Um, Dame Little one. Dame actually uh, walked away the victor of the uh, three point. And contest. he said it too. He said, if I don't win this year, I might as well stop doing this shit. 
and won that shit. bitch. So I yep. that's hey, that's I give credit to shit like that. Damn is a is a bad motherfucker. If he he could have chose two, three, four years ago to go to another team and make them stack to win a ship. Um, so he gets a little bit of credit for that. Not not too much now. Let's not, you know what I'm saying? Don't be that nigga in that photo where everybody's together and you're back here, I stayed on my team. Nah, nigga, there's a point when you needed to leave. But other than that, um, no, nah, he 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 showed out. It, I, I liked it. I now it was a lackluster three point competition. So I think the fact that Dame won was just made us a little bit more happy. But what are we gonna do? We've we've been spoiled with Steph and Clay. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about CJ McCullough. We've been we've been yeah. really spoiled with. It's been a good era for the three point competition, and so you know it's been the exact opposite of what's been for the slam dunk is what's been for the three points. So we've been spoiled a lot. So I think we saw a normal one this year and it was kind of lackluster, but I give Dame all of his props though. Shout out to for Dame. Sure. Yeah. It's I something gotta, that I think I agree he needed to have on his mantle. And I got to agree with you. It's like definitely the uh, three point, uh, the three point contest was the, it took over as the, the, the event, I guess, uh, for all-star where, you know, the crown jewel for me has always yeah. been the dunk contest. But let's go ahead and move on to the dunk contest. Mac. Uh, this was my the new other, Mac, bitches. The other guy that I had picked to win. Um, <laughs> I, I should have put money on this shit. I don't even know what the odds were. But Matt McClung came in and uh has some people say uh quote unquote breathe breathe life back into the slam dunk contest, or they I'm just gonna be honest with y'all. I'm gonna say this and make it as canceled. People may not like it. That white boy walked up in that bitch and had a nigga moment. Um, uh, everybody asked. Yeah, yeah, nah, for real. Uh, those cold. of us that those of us that have watched him before um, on the internet, we've seen him since like 2015. We knew this was gonna happen. Um, yeah, I was saying, like Boogie knew, Sterling, you knew, we all knew. If you was in the NBA, and you didn't know, nigga. Like everybody that watched knew it was a great. I. I Thought the performance was great. I love the fact he made all of his dunks on the first fucking try because I'm, excuse me, I am tired of this bullshit with these motherfuckers come out here and miss like two or three dunks and then be wanting the same praise as if you went in there and did that shit on the first try. So I give him credit for that. Um, this whole business about did it revive the dunk contest? Give it, make it worthy to the NBA players to do it and then we'll find out. Uh, we yeah, have said yeah. everything in the world about the dunk contest except get these niggas more money. Um, that's that's pretty much it. You said pride, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, I think America yeah. got to understand something. Every dunk has been done. It's been done. Uh, it, it's going to be very hard for anybody to pull off something that we haven't seen. And when Dominique and Mike and all them niggas was doing that shit. They was the only ones that could do it. We didn't have social media. So if you were some nigga in the Bronx or in Texas or something doing that shit in the 80s, we didn't know, nigga, because we couldn't see it. So nowadays, we can see it. We have the dunk league. We have these guys that dunk professionally. So if you want, so now it's not necessarily doing something that we've never seen. It's the amazement of saying, oh, shit, Zion did what that motherfucker did on TikTok. Now, if you want Zion to go out and practice this shit because it takes practice, back in the day, to all those Jordan and Dominique and that apologist, all y'all niggas had to do was a two-hand windmill. And the shit was done. Vince Carter won with the elbow hanging, a 360. Like, my nigga, in between the legs. Yeah. 
Like, like that shit ain't gonna win just outright. And that shit that these niggas can do without practicing. Like they could do that shit just straight up now. Now, if you want them to win a dunk contest now, they're going to have to practice because they're gonna have to do 720s, 540s. They're gonna have to do that shit. Matt McGill jump over people. They're gonna have to do windmills and stick their arm in. They're gonna have to do a bunch of crazy shit that takes practice that's going to take away from their actual craft, which is playing the game of basketball. And if you want someone to do that, then you need to pay them accordingly. If you're not going to do that, call these niggas up, man. Because niggas like, niggas like uh, Rico's cheese is bullshit. And I do be busting. I'm not going to lie. I do be busting. Do be busting. I just like my cheese shredded. I got Rico's cheese in the camera, nigga. Rico's cheese, dude, especially when you get it already made out the plastic popper. You just get you some jalapenos and some chili. And just, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, you know, but it's not better than traditional nachos. We just a whole episode again. Whole episode. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. Yo, again. You know, so Rico's cheese do be busting. You know what I'm saying? It do be busting. Shout out to Ghost. Shout out to Ghost. Shout, shout out to Ghost, man. You got me on now. Rico's right. cheese do be busting. Right, and it don't turn to plastic after like two minutes. That's that Velveeta. All right, Sterling, you got anything you want, you want to add to the dunk contest? How you feel? How, hey, how do you feel, man? I loved it. Uh, Max McClung, man, he's he been dunking like that since high school. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been seeing that for quite some time. But the the my favorite dunk was that five twenty that he did. Now, I, I I I watched that maybe yeah. 10, 15 times just in the first amazing. try. Yeah, it, it was it was sweet, man. Like that that dude's gifted, man. Uh, you know, I think it, it's I, I I would liken that performance. Um, it's not Vince Carter esque, but I think it's up there. I think it's probably top three. Uh, it's a dominant. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that'll be top for quite some time, to be honest. And, uh, you know, little known fact that he earned $100,000 for winning the dunk contest. And he earned $100,000 in his NBA career. It's been a short career, obviously. But, yeah, yeah he earned like – But just think about that. He earned 100000 Zion ain't doing this shit for hundred k, yeah. bro. Like, he, they're yeah, not. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they are not now – me personally, I, I think that it, I, I love it for Mac for this for this perspective right here is that you watch this guy if he's athletic enough to win an NBA dunk contest he just he could he could play some defense he could he's athletic enough to move his feet he could do something you know what I'm saying he could run up and down the court and do something for you so I think get him getting a look as far as that concern is good and he can actually hoop like he can't actually hoop so I think that's a good look but I just think that us wanting this dream of of the NBA players just doing this shit out of pride, that's just stupid. Yeah. You Would you go outside and race your neighbors for $5? Yeah. No. Like, you wouldn't do it. Like, you wouldn't do it for fucking 50 Let's be honest. Yeah. A lot of you niggas wouldn't do it for $100. Racing takes a lot of energy. And on a lot of you niggas that, wouldn't do it for $100. Of that 100000 he's only going to take her home 60, $65. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think, and I think a lot of people that love to look at this that love to take the side of athletes are selfish. They're not selfish, bro. Like you want to be entertained, pay the fucking price. Yeah. If you want yeah. Zion to learn how to do a 540 and do it in front of y'all, pay the price. If you want John Morant to be able to jump over three people and do a 360, pay the fucking price. All the right. price used to be the price back in the 80s, and the pride was the pride. But like nowadays, nowadays, man, yeah, they need that straight cash, man. It's not cash. It's not. It's taxable funds, and they're getting all theirs. So if you want these other guys to do it, pay them. And stop blaming, blaming Braun. You old niggas blaming Braun. Niggas, shut up. 
Like, it's not Braun's fault because he sucks at dunk contests and knows it and doesn't want to do them. And that's not a shot at Braun. We saw that McDonald shit. It wasn't tight. It wasn't live. It wasn't cool. He knows it's not his shit. He's an in-game dunk on a nigga dunker. And for those that don't know, for so many years, I've watched people say, why didn't he do the dunk contest after the nigga does a two-hand jump bunny dunk? Nigga, that ain't no dunk. Yeah. Nigga, he needed <laughs> style, flair, finesse, and only certain niggas possess that. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think that, you know, Pam, and you know what I'm saying? Hey, Ghost, you ain't raising your name for $100. I'm, well, you are. You are. We did that shit for free. Drunk one night. But anyways, and I smoke y'all niggas like a Philly. Um, slave speed. Ha ha. Uh, what you call it? But nah, um, no, I just think you gotta make it worth their while, bro. We can get on to the next of the next, but shout out to Mac though. Return of the Mac. All right, so uh we are pressed for show uh what's called. So uh let's just go ahead and uh get straight into our uh sterling power rankings. Um yes, sir. All right, so let's see. Oh, let me go ahead and hit you with one of these real quick, though. Because uh, I know we got to skip over, but we just want to mention it. Jason Tatum, we do want to give you a shout-out for scoring the most points in the All-Star game. I don't want to just gloss over that like we don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that All-Star game was buns. Uh, but you did do, do, do your thing. And for those of y'all that were talking to me asking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and why they are 1A and 1B, you saw that shit. Don't fucking play with me. You saw that shit. All right, Sterling, give him that 1 through 10. Let's get it. You know, I'm going to go with my Dallas Mavericks, man. Uh, they, they, they're kind of hanging around 500, but, I, again, you know, I think we're talking, you know, uh, Luka Doncic asked for a change. They go and get Kyrie Irving. Now, they've, they're five and five or five and four their last ten. Um, but I think, you know, it's the dynamic returns have been there. I mean, those two in the backcourt, I mean, it's, it looks like they've been playing together for quite some time. So the Mavericks at number 10, they they, they stand here at 31 and 29. Uh, I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets as the number nine team. Uh, you know, this is a team that they decimated their roster. But, man, you had, uh, you know, Mikael Bridges Whew, putting up 45, 45. last week. Boy, right? I can hoop. That man said yeah. it with his actions. Yeah. <laughs> he said it with his actions, um, boy. The, the Nets probably have one of the best young rosters in the league after making those trades. Uh, they got a bunch know, of dogs. They do, and, and, and they're uh, 10 games above 500. Um, Wait, you know, my bad. A bunch of dogs and Benjamin. Yeah, pretty much. You know, they need to figure. They need to figure out what they. Hey, but what Lil Dirk say? I done seen. Uh, what he say? I done seen pit bulls made out of poops. So come on. <laughs> Hey, you know, and for everybody wondering, the Brooklyn Nets in their last 10 games, they are 5-5. Five and five, So they have cooled down a bit, um, you know, but I think as the season progresses, I mean, we're kind of getting – things are going to start getting tight. So I, I don't know if they're going to stay here forever. Uh, but this this may be the best version of the Brooklyn Nets we're going to see this season. Um, at number eight, I got the, I got the Clippers here. Um, you know, they – and I have them here because – uh, you know, they, they did add Russ. I think that's really going to help them out. Um, you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, can we get them on the court at the same time consistently? No. <laughs> that's a problem. Uh, you know, they, they they just – this low management stuff and these injuries kind of getting on everybody's nerves. But they got, uh, We got to call it something new for them niggas. This, this, is, this is beyond low management. This is just not playing. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, but Norman Powell is playing, and he's looking like a guy that that we should consider in the top three run for uh, NBA Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, this dude is shooting maybe like 43% from three. Um, and, and the Clippers, as far as their offense, they, you know, they only rank like 21 in the league in offense, so they're going to have to get better. Um, but maybe, you know, and I'm not – I, I maybe Russ brings a little bit of uh, dy- dynamic backward play. No. Uh, <laughs> he said no. Let uh, me be the voice hey. of reason. No. <laughs> hey. All right. Hey, next up. Next up. We got the, the, the L.A. Kings, the Sacramento Kings, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, did you know that they're third in the Western standings, man? Yes. Uh, currently, yes. right Thank now, you. right now, they are uh, 32 32- and 25 now they are five and five of the last 10 they're on a one game losing streak but they are playing very well uh led by Demata Sabonis and your boy uh De'Aaron Fox uh you know their their Keegan offensive Murray. output last uh, Keegan Murray is a young uh rookie that we've been high on uh he's been playing hell of a basketball um you know they <laughs> still have holes on defense you know so even though they have these offensive outbursts Defensively, they're 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 they ain't that they ain't him. All right, they need some help on defense. Uh, but for, for for us to sit here and say that the Kings are number three in the West, I mean, I think everybody's taking that as a dub. They they're a pretty good squad, man. They got some good young talent. De'Aaron Fox is, is coming into his own right before our eyes, man. And, you know, I think we need to put some respect on his name when you go when you're playing in a place like. You know, for the Kings, like they've been trashed for years. Like niggas don't want to go play there. The fact <laughs> that he's there doing his thing and he ain't said shit. I, hey man, I think we got to give niggas him- don't want to go play there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, dog. You know it. <laughs> um, next up, we we got the gangsters of the league, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> uh, the, I tell ain't you, ain't no man, such thing as halfway crooks, nigga. <laughs> I'm I I will hate on them, and I'm from Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> But I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna. I will forever hate on the Grizzlies just because these niggas out here. They they Bro. acting like they real about that life. Some real. They're the type of niggas that just shoot a couple shots and be like, "What with his head face in the shirt? Is he dead?" Bro, I, and I'm just waiting. I'm. I need somebody to hit Dylan Brooks. Like I'm talking in the tunnel on the court. Bro. Somebody needs to just let him know. Because that old punch shit that he did diving on the floor. Yeah. Nah, cause new. New, 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 new. But here's a bright spot. You know, they've been plus 15 when they got Desmond Bain and, and John Morrell on the court at the same time. Uh, you know, they, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, my, my man was was last being picked in All Star. I mean, they, nobody. Look, that, hey, yo, that's how, yo, that's how you officially. You Memphis, that's how you officially figure out that you ain't got no bag. You go, I'm cold. I ain't got no bag, my nigga. Nobody, nobody wants to see the All Star game. Like, damn. No, nobody got respects no... the Grizzlies, man. Like, Jared, Jared, Jared Jackson, you made the All Star game off of intangibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you, you got the. He cold the though. I fuck with him though. He cold though. For sure, they're thirty-five and twenty-two. They're five games behind Denver. Uh, I think they got a conference record of seventeen and sixteen. So they, they. They uh they need to improve there. The West is tough, but uh if you want to be one of the best in the league, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to do something for me. So I, I I got the Grizzlies here. Next up, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, you know, 
uh, just like the Kings, I, I think the Cavs, this is their second year of production, man. They, they're really doing it well. Uh, they're 38 and 23, man. Let that sink in for a minute. Uh, you know, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley defensively are uh, they are menaces, you know, and I believe the Cavs probably have the best defense in the league. Uh, The offense, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. I really do believe that they're going to upset a team or two in the playoffs, man. This is a really good team. They got a really good young nucleus and they're extremely athletic and they're well coached. Um, You know, they they have the second best net rating. Oh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. But good, but they got the, the league's second best net rating in the league. Uh, so I think with that being said, historically that makes you a title contender. Just let that sink in for a minute. Uh, we got we got the 76ers up next at 38 and 19. Uh, you know, they they've gone uh 26 and 7 of their last 33 games. You know, that's still one of the best records in the league during that stretch. Um when James Harden's playing and, and, you know, firing all cylinders, man, they're tough to beat. Uh, Joel Embiid is looking like an MVP candidate. Um, I don't know if he's going to beat out Jokic, but uh, last week, man, uh, he was averaging 33 and 10 last week. So that, that's just – Yeah, man, he's, he's open. Yeah, uh, and on 54% shooting. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We kind of know how the, the Sixers kind of fare. Uh, they, they, it's like they have – Regular season, they're great, but they struggle in the playoffs for some reason. Uh, so maybe they have some better success this year as we get towards the end of the season. At number two, we got the uh, – or are we at three or two? I think you're at, I thought you were at two. Okay. All right. So only, only like, I, got, only... I got three teams left. So maybe I put an extra one in there. But uh, the no, Bucks I think are, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Three? You're okay, right. okay. Yeah, because, so, yeah, there's three teams left. Yeah. Okay. So I got, I got the Bucks here at number three. Uh, the Bucks are just solid, man. And, and I don't know how that trade's gonna go when they when they picked up your boy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, James, not Jameson Crowder. Uh, what's his name? Crowder. Um, Help me out. From 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 the Suns. from the Suns. Yes. Uh, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Crowder. I was thinking Jameson Crowder because he don't plays say his Bills. name three times or he gonna pop up and foul yeah. somebody and scream "fuck Bron." <laughs> My man ain't played all season, <laughs> but I think when he when he does play and he's you know. Right, I think he's a he's a really good uh, solid D and three. He's player. a miss. Yeah, he really is. I think that's going to help them down the street. He's stretch. in the Pat Bev uh, class. Yeah, he is in the Pat like, Bev he's class. A, he's a defensive. He gets on your nerves. He'll hit somebody in the balls. He'll do some foul yeah. shit. Like everybody's got one. He's he's one of them. Yeah, and I, I I think they're still waiting on Chris Middleton to actually uh, to to continue to come into is his he? own. Is I don't he? know if he is. I, I think there's rumblings around, rumors circling around that Chris Middleton, uh, that we've probably seen the best of Chris Middleton that we're going to see. Like, we're talking, I'm over. talking straight spot-up shooter from here on out, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's like three, four more years, maybe. But yeah. we'll see. He, he yeah. never was just an overwhelming. I know you got to get back to the back. No, no, the no, but... Time, but. I, he was never like an overwhelming athlete. His game predicated off of him being able to get his shot off, be open, and now it's just he's he's hurt a lot. Sad to see, and I'm glad he got him one because uh, he's a great, great basketball player. But I think we're we're looking at the end. Yeah, it, it, I'm afraid it looks like that. But I'll tell you who's not at the end is Giannis. My man was averaging 31.8 points a game last week. Uh, with 12 rebounds and 5.4 assists, man. Bro. Giannis continues to improve his game. Like, the dude, his basketball character 
I don't know if there's I don't know if there's uh someone who has more basketball character than than Giannis. This guy really goes into the offseason and works on the areas that he that he's not good at. And then you see the fruits of his labor on the court the next season. I mean, Giannis is he's just that dude, man. Yeah. And, and, and I love what he said, winning winner chicken dinner. He's so he's such a cornball, bro. He's funny. Bro, but he's but he's himself. That's yeah. another thing that's live about it. He's 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 what he is, what he is. And what I really like about it is even me, like I'll say some shit like, Yeah, Luke is the best player in the league, and then you'll watch Giannis and I'll be like, He just told me shut up. Yeah. He man, just told man. me shut up. But like he he's ridiculous. He's He's everything that we want a big man to be nowadays. For all the young kids that we tell you, like, the big man is dead, it's not dead. Take your athleticism and your aggression and be able to do that. Run up and down, dunk the ball ferociously, be able to handle it, get yourself some post moves, and progress. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's why I like this this, this countdown here. What you got left for us, Sterling? All right, so uh, number two is Denver. They've been balling all season, man. Jokic, Murray, uh, Aaron Gordon, these guys have the best offense in the league. Uh, Right now they're 41-18 and in the Western Conference. Uh, I I think for some reason I think they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals, and they just might represent the West uh, in the NBA Finals. Uh, I just think Denver is really having a – Quietly good season. Jokic might get another MVP. We'll see. Real quick, we might agree. He may get the triple crown, get three, but we we kind of agreed because I was talking with my homies the other day, and I was like, this is one of those years where a guy can squeak in and get his one championship that he needs. And and Joker, this is a year that he might he might be able to do it. But real quick, I'll let you go on to yeah, number one. Yeah. Stop hating on the man for not getting there so far because he has yet to have a favorite in the Western Conference. He has yet to have a favorite. All the other MVPs that we want to name. Most of them have had a favorite, except for probably James Harden and Russell Westbrook. But go ahead. Next. I agree with that. Number one, man, we we, we got the uh, Boston Celtics, man. They're 41-17. They got the best record in the NBA. Uh, you know, they, they're fourth in defense. I believe they're third in scoring or something like that. Uh, they're first in net rating. Uh, look, man, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Derek White uh, has had a surge in his play the, the past few weeks. And if that continues to happen, I really don't see the – this should be your NBA Finals champion. I mean, they really do have a championship nucleus. So for our yeah. Sports Sushi NBA top ten teams, man, we got the Celtics this week at the number one spot. Bam! All right. Man, my goddamn shit is all messed up. Uh, well, all right, so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna end it right here. Um, I can't even see nobody because my uh, camera is all uh, setup is all messed up here on my end now. But before we we sign out, please be sure to like and subscribe. We are live on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and IG. We'll be uploaded on uh, Spotify, all podcast directories. That's Apple Music, um, Google, wherever you get your uh, podcast uh, shit from. We'll be there. Daily Motion, Odyssey, and Rumble also as well. I am DJ Slow Boogie. You can find me, uh, well, you can find our shows um, on uh, Twitter at Sports Sushi, all one word, uh, or Instagram, Sports underscore Sushi. Uh, you can find us on YouTube under the Gradwick uh, Enterprise uh, or Podcast Network, and you can go to Facebook under Gradwick Enterprises, and you can find us there. You can find me at DJ Slow Boogie, all one word with the I and the E, not a Y, 
at Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud, Instagram, and all the other bullshit. Sterling Where they find y'all at? Sterling Hit with the Juice. Hey, man, you can find me at Twitter, at Pearl Sterling, and on Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, Intentional Grounders will be back airing on Monday nights on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Yes. All right, you know me. It's Russ Gay. You can find me at uh, sportsplug.russ on IG. You can find me at uh, RLClimbSP on Twitter. You can also find us on the motherfucking talk at sports underscore sushi. Yes, we TikToking up in this bitch. And, you know, we might have to do a dance, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's where you can catch us. We love you for being on the show. And, as always, if you ask her what she likes to eat, she says a lot of things. Can't trust her. Can't love her. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs> Peace. All right, my shit is all...